Ooh, tonight on the podcast, we are talking about the Super Mario trailer, Christian Bale being typecast, the Wakanda Forever 2 trailer, uh, no Spider-Man 4? What? Ryan Reynolds nervous about Deadpool? We got all that, plus our reviews of She-Hulk and or Werewolf by Night, and it feels like every single TV show that came out this week. Let's hit it. It is Friday night in Phoenix. You're listening to the best damn podcast in all the land. The Absolute Podcast. I'm Matt. I am Lance. And that's Ish's empty chair. And, <laughs> and hey, didn't Clint Eastwood do a talk about that? Yes. <laughs> Ish has got to give a pep talk to his hot dog before he eats them and let him know that it's nothing personal, but he's hungry. <laughs> as he comes rushing back in. Um, and tonight we got a special guest with us. Trying out for Max's spot because we don't hold spots very long here. It's J- we got JP in the house. Welcome, JP. Thanks for joining us tonight. Everybody. JP oh. has a phenomenal backdrop there. Something I think Ish Love is it. rolling over. Uh, some beautiful yes. fucking comics there. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I got. I got to say, this is weird, man. This is my first show back since Max is gone. And I don't feel like I do a lot without Max. So this is this is weird. This is a weird dynamic. Uh-oh, separation anxiety episode. I know, man. We're going through separation through a trial separation, I guess. <laughs> so we have medication for it. <laughs> right. <laughs> and the chat's already up and going. We got Stick Boy saying that he's ready to ribbit and rip it. Um, Joe's Doolin's confused how She-Hulk passed the bar. And wants to know if the University of Phoenix has a law school. Pretty sure that's where Jen got her degree at. <laughs> uh, your mom says, sup, sluts. And uh, Wow, she's said, coming in hot, man. Yeah. Your mom on a Friday night, there's no stopping her. <laughs> I feel like... <laughs> Until uh, she passes out halfway through the episode. <laughs> I feel like Jen Walters got her law degree from the same place Kim Kardashian did. <laughs> She doctored from where Taylor Swift did too. So uh, yeah, <laughs> dude, she was started off in the first episode of District Attorney. Yeah, how the mighty have fallen. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it makes no sense at all. The not so incredible She Hulk for a hey, show called Attorney at Law up, that seems to have no understanding of attorneys or law. <laughs> well, this this episode was good, so we can say the the lawyer thing came back with. Uh, no spoilers, but we uh, it came back. The lawyer thing was good this week, so yeah, well, it felt a little yeah. bit more legal. Finally, finally, yeah. Um, it, it's you know not only is she just getting shown up in her own show now, she's got out lawyered in her own show too. So it's yeah. all good. What are you gonna do? But we'll talk about that more. Hey, I guess there's but, yeah. something to be said for seeing a lawyer fuck another lawyer instead of their <laughs> clients. Yeah, how many does it take to change a light bulb, right? <laughs> That's funny. Um, Do you think they spoke to each other in, in lawyer terms, terminology while they were doing it? <laughs> like, give me the debrief. Signed give affidavits me the debrief. and stuff. 
I think he went. He, he tried to go he, back he door, and she was like, place. "Overruled." She was like, "Objection!" And he was like, "Overruled." <laughs> You're not in order. <laughs> oh man! Uh, they, Stick Boy says they were exchanging briefs. Very good. <laughs> oh man, she took on a big caseload. <laughs> nice. But um, bum. We need. Hey, we need that sound fa- sound effect, Matt. But um, bum. Look, listen. Uh, you don't need to tell me what to do, all right? <laughs> yeah, I thought we were fucking partners, bro. <laughs> there we go. But um, but yeah. Well, so as everyone knows, Max decided to to leave the show last week. So uh, we put a call out to anyone who wanted to to join us up on Instagram, and JP did that. So we're glad he did. Uh, JP, why don't you go ahead and tell you're you're coming to us from the audio side of the podcast, which is really cool too. Why don't you go ahead and tell the listeners a little bit about you? What got you into comics? What got you? I know, according to your Instagram, you left and came back into comics. So, what kind of brought you back in? And just give us a little brief history about your your experience with this community and uh, what you uh, enjoy about it. Okay. Well, I'm glad you guys had me on the show. I've been listening to you guys for a couple months. Uh, basically, got back into the community this year. Uh, not during the whole COVID boom. I just basically. To, to make a long story short, I went into a comic shop after 20 years of not being in a comic shop and was just like in awe again of all the stuff on the walls and said, you know, geez, I got to get back into this. I got I went and got my box of comics. I started going through them, started going on Instagram, listening to podcasts. And, and then here I am, here I am today with you guys. But uh, I cut my teeth in the nineties when that boom happened, um, you know, eighth grade, ninth grade, Rob Leefield, Mark, or, uh, uh, McFarland, Ron Lim, that whole uh, Infinity Gauntlet, all that stuff from the 90s was how I, what I knew. And uh, when college started and the girls were there, I stopped checking comics out anymore. So <laughs> went away from it. You know, you get married, you got kids, and then life happens. And then, like I said, at the end of COVID here, when I was able to get back out and see real people again, got our, our vaccines, whatever, go out hit the comic shop because there's nothing to do on a Tuesday night. And you see all this stuff on the wall that I had as a kid that, you know, was got, you know, four figures on it that they're selling it for now. And then talking to guy about, you know, I always watched the movies. I have seen all the movies throughout the whole last 20 years. I saw every credible Hulk with um, Eric Bana. I saw it with, uh, you know, Christian Bale, Batman. I saw them all. And then I'm hearing these stories about, which comics were hot and why they were hot because of speculation. And I thought, wow, this is pretty cool. I remember doing this in the nineties with trying to get that first uh, X-Force one or X-Men one. And here we are doing it again. And it just got, it was fun again. And I, I almost 24 seven it's comics. And as nerdy as my wife or kids say, (laughs) I am now I am. I, I, it's just something that I, I really enjoyed. Uh, over the past six, eight months, it just is, it's reminding me again of being a kid. So can't beat it. So it's more like a, you know, it's been a long time. You've been married, have a couple of kids and you're like, all right, it's time for me to just let that nerd out of the closet. And so you slide that box out and she's like, where was that at? Where, where did that come from? Yep. You're like, Don't worry about still it. Have that? <laughs> you start putting them up everywhere. Don't worry about it. Well, that, I mean, I had a, a suitcase full of Star Wars stuff and they were, they weren't anything vintage. They were. I did have a Boba Fett that I had found when episode one had come back out. I went to Toys R Us. It was on the shelf. I grabbed it. And I had a bunch of things that were 
sealed in boxes, sealed in the containers. And my two-year-old at the time found that suitcase and said, I'm going to help daddy out. I'm going to, I'm going to open up all his toys and he cut, cut them all open. And so they were still, you know, he didn't ruin any of them, but they were no longer mint as we'll call it. So I never opened up that suitcase again, but when this came back in and I got back into it again, I went and got that suitcase, got my old comics, still had them. They hadn't touched them or messed with them yet. They lasted 40 years or however long, 20 years, excuse me. So, uh, you know, just started putting stuff up on the walls, redoing an old room. And, you know, here we are today. Got a little little shop in the basement here. So it looks awesome, man. I mean, we're all envious of it. I mean, nothing beats Ish's painting from a 19th century church. But but it's a Hungarian it, river. <laughs> Is it Hungarian because you're a hungry man and you're sitting in oh, front of dude, it? Oh, dude, I was always... looking... I was looking for a path to that, and I couldn't sure find it. Were. I saw the, Hungarian, I saw the wheels yeah, turning. The wheels were turning. What, what was that sound effect that we needed again? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's more like this. Because <laughs> yeah. I knew I saw the wheels turning. I was like, Lance is going to hit this stupid joke. I might as well just get there first. I'm like, how do I connect this? How do I connect this? Something about tuna boats. <laughs> hey, JP, what part of the country are you in? I am in the north. Uh, Northwest PA, so Pennsylvania, Northeast, but the, the Northwest side of that state. He's in Amish country. Okay. Yep. So are you a, are you a Wednesday warrior? You go in the shop every Wednesday. Are you a digger or are you just kind of a digger? I'm yeah. a digger. I, I don't have an LCS that close to me. That one I mentioned, I went to, it's not that close, but it, there's only one of them there. And, you know, I, I don't know what it was. I, I like going to that store, but he wasn't always open. It was hard to find when his hours were because COVID changed a bunch of that. So I found a couple of local antique stores and I, I found stuff like I found rare items. And then I kept, I got a booklet of all the antique stores in the whole state, or at least my side of the state. And I started hitting as many of them as I could. Cause with my job, I travel. So anytime I saw an antique store, I would make a beeline for it. And I found, you know, all kind of stuff, nothing. I, a funny story, just a quick quip. I was listening to this, a YouTube channel, might have been, you know, Comic Tom or Gem Men or somebody, and they had mentioned that this 1939, I think it was 39, World Fair book that had Superman on the cover and Sandman, and Superman had blonde hair. You guys ever see that book at all or heard of that World Fair book? No. So it's pretty rare. You find it's worth a couple hundred thousand dollars. So I'm at a local flea market. Not, well, not a couple miles, you know, about 20 minutes away from me. And inside the display case is that World Fair book. And I went, get the hell out of here. 25 bucks. They don't know what they have here. I take it out and and I'm I was my I was like shaking because I thought I just found like this rare, this rare item. Holy grail. It was a, it was a reprint. It was a reprint from 74, but again, I didn't know enough of it at the time to know what to look for until I actually got it out of the out of the plastic and saw that. But just that that uh excitement from maybe finding something like that just drove me to find any other antique store or flea market and just dig and i found some cool stuff over the past six to eight months you know um it's more fun to go there for me than the local little lcs because they've already picked through most of that sometimes you get lucky if a she-hulk trailer or she-hulk show drops somebody like leapfrog or whatever but for the most part you know, you can find deals in antique stores, in my opinion, more so than any uh, a flea or a LCS. Yeah. 
Thanks. Unless so, you're Fantastic Worlds Comics. Exactly. <laughs> you can't find anything there. That, that story's already picked. But shameless plug. <laughs> I mean, it depends how many long boxes you have. I mean, that, that type of stuff helps out. The one up near me is just, you know, it's pitiful. It's stuff on the wall. You know, it's nice stuff, but nothing in the long boxes. It doesn't have very much of that. But I, I could pick through that most of the time, you know, spend all day. So yeah, I don't know. That's it's just camouflage. He floats around these YouTube circles so that way he can memorize who's in them. And then he's like, all right, when he sees you come in the shop, he's like, I need to check eBay prices on whatever you're buying because it's obviously going for a lot of money. So <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. They don't they don't do that. But. Uh no, Ish's store is really cool. So we have a lot of we have a lot of comic book shops here in Arizona. But Ish's store, uh Bill buys some like nice books, man. Like I, Matt, you've been to a store, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just have these glass, these glass um displays, I guess you call it. Just full of these golden yeah, age books, cables. man. It's just beautiful, beautiful store. I don't know if you're gonna find any grails in the long boxes because Bill and Ish probably know what they have, right? Ish. Right. Well, you like guys a, know what you have. Super low grade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, some beautiful books, man. Like nobody in the state can even match some of the stuff that that Ish and Bill have got over there at Fantastic Worlds. Yeah, that's that's what we wish we had around Thanks, here, guys. I appreciate that. Yeah, and yeah, it's getting harder story. too to to back issue dive and dollar bin dive and dig out here because COVID a lot brought a lot of people like yourself out of the woodworks where they just got back into comics and started buying on eBay and digging and all that. And it's like next to impossible here now to to find anything reasonably priced in most shops. So it's a it's it's a hard uh hard game to play. I've never thought about checking antique stores though. That's we have uh, I don't know if you have them out there, but we have Bookman's like second hand bookstore. Mm-hmm. And you can find a lot of comics out here there, but I've never thought about antique stores. We've got Buffalo Exchange. Matt, I'll, I'll, Matt, I'll tell you about one off the air. Okay. Um, no, uh, are you Ish talking about? Wanna, um, Ish doesn't want to burn his spot. <laughs> yeah, I don't want. I, won't, I, I was about to say it, and I was like, "Oh, a bunch of people might go," and it's like a little. Yeah, he doesn't want to burn his spot. But I think you're talking about Brad. Shout out to Eric Williamson. Oh yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. Um, yeah, I said airport shout out. Yeah, sh- uh, speaking of Eric Williamson, shout out to Eric. Uh, sent us a copy of his book to check out. So I just what got the fuck, today, Eric? Where's so. my copy of your book? Don't worry. Hey, you got to come to Fantastic fuck? Worlds Comics to get your copy. We've actually uh, sold quite a few. It was it's pretty cool to see. All right, man. Can you just put one off to the side for me? I'll just come pick it up next month. Why do you get a I'll get a signed one right for here. you, Lance. Oh my gosh, it's like. Make me cream myself. Oh. Uh, yeah. So no, but it's cool because you said you're right on the border of New York, right? You were saying, JP. Yep. So one of the cons I've always wanted to go to was that New York Comic Con. That's Have going you on been? right now. You want going on now? Yeah, yeah, man. That that Comic Con looks like to be one of the best ones in the country. Like I really want to go to that one. Yeah, I heard. I've never made it to that one yet. Like I said, just got back into it. Most of the shows I've been to have been pretty small. Um, Steel City Con in Pittsburgh, and then a couple in Buffalo. But um, I know New York City's going on now, and that's going to be pretty big, probably bigger than San Diego, from what I gather. Yeah, there's a few. I want to, I want to go to Salt Lake. I hear that one's awesome. New York, San Diego, which I'm hoping to go next year. And then uh, is it Austin, Matt, is the other big one? Which one's the one in Texas that's pretty big? Uh, 
I don't know. I don't think there is one in Texas that's pretty big. I thought there was a decent sized one in Texas. There's like South by look, Southwest, but that's not a that's Omicron. a music. That's a music music thing, movie right? and like yeah, stuff like that. Looks like hey, Lance. Uh, what about uh, Scottsdale Comic Con? Are you going to that? When is that? Is that the one November that? 19th. Um, is that the one that? Uh, Old Man Con. Old Man Con Part Five. November nineteenth. November that's the con you go to if your wallet wants to cry. Oh yeah, <laughs> I've been to <laughs> Old Man Con before. Wallet eviscerator. You should that's yeah. Not... You should just call that con priced out of <laughs> priced out of your budget con. That's not the one that Ken puts on, right? No, that's what's, Bill, what's the that's... one that Ken puts on. Ken doesn't do one anymore. He doesn't do that one anymore. No. What, oh, what are you talking bummer. about? I don't think he's ever done a con. Yeah, the one that's like at the library or something where we did. No, that. that's just the new comic book day stuff. Oh, uh, we had remember we had that mega cast. Yeah, that was new comic day or not new comic book, free comic book day. But there's like vendors and stuff at it. It's small, like it's, it's really like a small, swap, but... like a comic swap. Mm, it it's kind of like a really small vendor hall. Okay. For... Well, so it's like the first Saturday in May, the comic shops get together and they do free comic book day where they get a bunch of books from you know, different comic books that the companies are giving out for free and they make an event. So they have like vendors and, and stuff like that there that you can go and get free comics and for the kids and vendors and artists. But I picked up some really good art from there. Stuff like that's, that. that's what I usually go to the cons for is to pick up art or Funkos. Nah, Sticks Dallas is still really small too. Like I thought there was Salt a Lake City. Um, Salt Lake City's big New York Comic Con, San Diego. I think those are like the biggest. WonderCon is not bad. And right? then Emerald City's getting there. Uh, WonderCon is not quite up there. I mean, it's bigger, but it's not quite. I wouldn't say it's quite up there yet. Would you ish? Which one? But WonderCon. But WonderCon in San Diego. Are almost I don't know. I was going to say WonderCon. It's pretty big now. I thought. But it I don't was. know how much it is on the on the comic book side versus just you know the Hollywood. Yeah, the last one I was so, I was at it was ten vendors and the rest are all various items. So I don't know if you guys a bigger show what that's what that would even be like if you guys if it's just too much chaos. Um, as far as like trying to like if you're looking for specific books, if you're just there to you know see the celebrities, the uh, what they call them, the uh, uh, who's nerdy girl and that that group they're considered the oh the whatnotters, yeah. They might be there, so you see them. Just some, we'll call them the whatnotters, influencers. And, and that's it, influencers. <laughs> and then you got your celebrities there for for you know signings and stuff. But um, it's gonna it would be hard to make a good deal at a, at a comic con that big if you're looking for something specific. It, sure, it's a good time. Like the last one I was at, they were serving beer and they had comics, and I thought this was great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, like San Diego. San Diego is pretty easy because you can. You can pretty much find anything you're looking for at San Diego because I, it's, that's the mecca. That's like, I know like New York is getting up there, but when you think of like the con of all cons, it's San Diego. So like you can pretty much find anything you're looking for at San Diego. But if you're like, I'm just going to go dollar, dollar bin dive there or, yeah. you know, digging that it's so hectic with people that that's not even worth Like if you know what you're looking for, like if you're like, I want this specific book, you can like I said, you can find it real easily. You just ask, you know, ask the guy at the booth, hey, do you have this? Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 and no problems. But if you're just like, oh, I'm just going to go dig and see what I find, it's a nightmare. 
You know what's funny yeah, is I'm looking with... at. Oh, I, I was just about to say real quick. I'm looking at this article right here. I I don't know when this was published, but it says the top five Comic Con events by attendance, and New York Comic Con is number one. Two hundred and fifty thousand. San Diego had one hundred and sixty-seven thousand. When oh, that's a big difference. Wow. Uh, there's a four year Phoenix... difference between these. There's these four, a four four year difference between these two numbers that they're giving me. 2019 for New York was 250 thousand. 2015 for San Diego. Well, was I think you're you're also got to think. Uh, keep in mind of how much, like how many people the building can hold, because yeah, the, they cap out the convention center in San Diego. So yeah, yeah. Before, number before three we is changed the stand fusion. Phoenix Comic Con back like 2014, 2015 was doing I think like their highest was like 95. Yeah, their highest was like 95, yeah. 98. I was like putting them in the top 10 in the country, but yeah, now I was he's gonna say with the, with the, the dollar toilet. been diving. If you're a vendor at you know San Diego Comic Con, you're paying five thousand, ten thousand, twenty thousand dollars for your booth. Yeah, you're not gonna want to spend the time, energy, and space lugging quarter books or dollar books. No. Yeah, you're bringing the high dollars. Like, that just doesn't make sense. Why would I spend that much on a booth, and then for people to just spend, you know, five bucks here, ten bucks there, digging through dollar bins, like that's, that's I know that doesn't. That's kind of a loss, but it, I guess it depends on how much you're paying for your booth, what your inventory is. But uh, stick like, boy coming in. We would never take the, the bar. We barely take stuff from our long boxes. You know, we just do the walls and the glass case, and that is like, oh, and then already we're out of space. <laughs> Joe so, Doolin says, I want to dig for books, not push through thousands of people with no muscle definition dressed as Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know when we went to Tucson Comic Con, Jay was really pleased with some of the books he was able to find at Tucson. But Tucson probably Tucson doesn't cost underrated. better. Tucson one is my – dude, Tucson one That's kicks Phoenix's ass, underrated in my opinion. I love Tucson Con. You have a lot of Con. fun that weekend there, yeah. Well, I think the problem with Tucson is it's, it's outgrown in, in Tucson, space. Well, well, not just okay. That's two things. It's in Tucson, <laughs> and one, it's outgrown its space, so it need they need to move to a bigger a bigger space. I love Tucson Con. I mean, the vendor choices are better than Phoenix. Like the guys that run, uh, we're probably gonna lose our. Any, no, they didn't give us press badges this year, so fuck them. They suck. The guys that run Phoenix, <laughs> <laughs> they didn't get. They said podcasts were not press, so we didn't get press badges. Oh, Even though man. we've been getting them for what six years now, <laughs> it feels like. But uh, yeah, no, the, those guys are just running that thing into the ground, man. Like, but Tucson, I like Tucson. I try to make an effort to go to Tucson every year. You find some good shit at Tucson. Well, JP, if you're ever down out west, you got a few uh, assignments. Check out some of uh, the cons out here. Oh yeah. And, uh, yeah. This is like the desert of cons out here. We're not, there's, like I said, Pittsburgh and maybe Buffalo, but, you know, New York City's probably 500 miles away. Oh, really? So, yeah, so you're flying, you're, it's, a, it's a weekend trip, which would be well worth it, but I'd love to hit San Diego or some of the other ones you guys are talking about. I think someone mentioned Baltimore. I heard that's a big show, too. Yeah, uh, Baltimore yeah. Is, yeah, there. is a pretty good show, too. Yeah. We had an opportunity before Absolute Geek to go to Baltimore uh, because I think one of our contacts at phoenix who is aside from the, the shit talking i was spewing earlier he was doing something with baltimore or the company that runs the phoenix one was doing something in baltimore at one point it might be a totally different con i don't remember but i don't know i'd love to go on a con con crawl 
I guess you could call it. Yeah. Spent a whole year just going to a bunch of different cons. It's telling you to go to Edie's in Pittsburgh. Is that a LCS? Yeah, yeah, I know where that's at. I was just actually when I started back into the into the comic books after that was one of the first stores I went to was Ides, and that was uh, the basement was just full of graded books, awesome books, and I almost spent six hundred bucks on a Secret Wars number one. I think it was a nine six or nine eight, and luckily I walked away and didn't spend that on it. Not that it wasn't worth that, but. Uh, you know, I could have bought anything in that in that in that building. He had a ton, so yeah, Ides is a great store. How many of those I, you got laying around? Itch, a couple hundred. Probably using the toilet paper at your store, huh? <laughs> I used to wipe my mouth. Yeah, using to wipe the wing sauce off your mouth. Yeah, the great wings pot and... off his chin. <laughs> I, I give it to this. Give it to the toddler as a distraction. <laughs> Let him play with it. He, he uses it as a tip when he goes out to eat. He's like, here, treat yourself to something nice. Dude, I got I got tipped by a customer. This was maybe two years ago. He fucking tipped me an Iron Man number one. What? Yeah. That's a good one. tip. Why Bill said, uh, you're on the clock. Nice That's mine. <laughs> <laughs> Bill said, uh, did you punch out? Oh, that's mine. <laughs> yeah. How do you get uh, a tip like that? Work this this guy was just... He was crazy. He had a crazy collection. He spent crazy money at our store buying our books. He would come in with like a backpack just full of like insane Silver Age, Golden Age keys. Sometimes make a trade, sometimes not. And then just, yeah, one day, just on his way out, he reached in his backpack. He's like, you know what? So it was a 3.0. So for him, an Iron Man number one, 3.0 was literally, yeah, like toilet paper. He was like, you know what? Have this. Yeah. So he's like, do you have this? I'm like, no. He's like, it's yours. Take it. Oh, that's Zaggy so nice, said he probably dude. tickled his pickle. <laughs> <laughs> you guys touched tummies, didn't you? Ish, that's what it was. You do, you do some favors over there at Ide's basement. Give him a little belly rub, <laughs> inner thigh massage. That, honestly, honestly, JP yeah, says, a, "Yeah, our, I walked our, into their basement and I was expecting the most crude boutique. thing." <laughs> <Yeah>. Full service. <laughs> well, I, I tell you, it was early on in COVID, and I said to the guys when I walked in the store, "I said, do you do I need to wear a mask or something?" Because they all were wearing masks, and the guy said. He said, you see what kind of people come in here? I wouldn't come in here without a mask on. He said, see our owner? He's in that vase right there. He's, we cremated his body. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, where's your comics at? They're like downstairs. I'm like, all right, man. And I just didn't touch anything. I just was like grabbing stuff out, looking at it. Like, am I going to die because there's... Brought in your latex gloves. You walk yeah. down the basement. They shut the door. Some guy behind you just shut the door behind him. Bring out the gimp, I guess. Yeah. Right there. There's just a table with a ball gag. It puts the lotion on the skin. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's a different world down in that basement, the but upstairs they were a little, the they were a little scary. <laughs> That's awesome. It puts the lotion on the skin. I need just to watch the, that movie again. He just turns around and there's just the most pasty white person, just scared out of his mind, standing in the corner <laughs> looking at books. Still, <laughs> so I Arizona, haven't we seen the sun in 27 basements. years. What? We don't get basements in Arizona, so we don't have scary basements. You have them, but you got to go East Valley. I don't think they really have them West Valley. Ken, uh, drawn to comics has a basement. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we we've got them in the East side. We got we got them over where I'm at. Not all the houses, but Max's parents' house had a huge basement. Uh, My first house had a basement. Uh huh. My the first house Anna and I lived in. Um, it just depends on where you're at. The ground is softer over here than it is on the West side. 
yeah, that's the whole thing about it's all about the grab. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but uh, what what do you say we get into some? Uh, fucking, it's at the basement. Uh, it's called Welcome to Dahmerville. <laughs> Dude, that show's fucking okay. nuts. He just doesn't. He just doesn't <laughs> want you to know about it because he doesn't want people to catch him. Um, it's what, my flavor town. <laughs> yeah. Have you, have you have you guys been watching that shit? The uh, Netflix I've thing. I've watched like the first three. Episodes. I haven't started it yet. That shit's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Anna's addicted to it. Big Boy says watch. there's a comic shop in the basement of the Alamo. Really? Like in Texas? Like that I think we Alamo? Need to fact check the fact, fact no, check on the that. Alamo in Philadelphia. Yeah. Like, like remember the Alamo? That's what he's what talking about. What other Alamo actually? is there? Alamo. We have Alamo. We have Al- Alamo. He even wrote it in here. big caps to let you know it's it's the Alamo. Big caps Alamo. I, I think have... he would have followed it with draft house if, <laughs> if that, that was the one the... that's like a red is it a red brick building oh, there's a few of them i think it's a movie theater right think, next right? to your brick oven pizza huts fuck yes. you there's <laughs> a brick oven pizza hut in the comic store in the basement of the alamo had every, had everything adobe like alamo rental car <laughs> All right, yeah, let's go ahead and uh, get into some geek news here. If I can find the... There it is. You had your fix today? And Ish left. It must be dinner time. (laughs) Tuna boat. Yeah. Following the release of the first poster and now trailer of the upcoming Super Mario Brothers animated film, fans are insisting that Mario's butt is too flat. (laughs) This world, man. The first poster of the movie features Mario (coughs) gazing across the Mushroom Kingdom. However, fans were quick to point out something felt off. When everyone's favorite plumber, multiple fans took a look, took to Twitter to complain about the size of Mario's butt. Well, you gotta you gotta think. So, imagination, who created just when we created this movie, saw all the backlash that She Hulk was getting, and just decided to take the complete opposite route. <laughs> take away what'd you call it? What'd you call it? Dummy She-Hulk? thick. Dummy thick. So they went complete opposite of dummy thick. For I see, I don't see anything wrong. It looks like my backside. <laughs> so I think it's. Uh... Why are people looking at Mario's ass, dude? Mario has. Mario bounces on blocks for a living. He's got a thick ass, dude. Chose Doolin says, not eating enough of gabagool. <laughs> not eating enough of the gabagool. Yeah, why? I just I, put I this in here because I was like, that. this is absolutely insane that you're complaining about the size of a character's butt. Do you know that there's a whole bunch of... So I didn't know this before this little... Because I saw this all over Twitter. There's a whole community that creates fan like scenes of mario of him just backing that shit up like people just fan created like little clips and stuff of mario with just like she hulk level dummy thick ass well yeah i don't when i when i'm glad i've never seen those videos (laughs) when i play mario i'm usually drowning in profanities because i keep dying or from a mushroom or i keep just get a mushroom and then get hit and lose my growth or, you know, busy hitting one and it's going the opposite direction where I'm going and I can't get it. And so 
like I said, I'm usually drowning in profanities. I'm not paying attention to the size of Mario's ass, but maybe I need to start. You're not even middle age yet, dude. You shouldn't be losing your growth that easily. You know, that's what Cialis is for, right? (laughs) Yeah, I don't. I didn't even notice. Who is your mom talking to? Who's Max? I have no idea. Same Max. Same. I don't know. Is she is she watching last week's episode or two weeks ago episode? <laughs> I'm just giving her shit. I love you, bro. <laughs> Zaggy, LOL growth. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but I like the trailer. Uh, I I put this in here because I want to hear your opinion on Chris Pratt's Mario voice. I think you were. Very, I think he's very selective. It. So it it makes more sense after I saw it, but. Because uh, they're kind of going for more of that Brooklyn accent that he had in the old cartoon. You remember that cartoon from like the 90s? Yeah. yeah. But when he's speaking, he seems kind of like Harley Quinn, like real selective of when they're going to use that Brooklyn accent. It sounds like Chris Pratt. It's just, yeah. it was just kind of yeah. a little jarring to hear At that. At first, it sounds exactly like Chris Pratt. And then you hear the accent. But Jack, what's getting me is Jack Black is Bowser. Jack Black is fucking awesome. It was he sound I couldn't even it, tell yeah. that was him. I didn't even I know he was either. in the movie. He sounds awesome. But yeah, man, like it's just jarring if you don't hear Mario saying, It's the me. Like it's just like, is that really Mario? You know? Or is it just Bob Hoskins? So you want like Mario to sound like he just smoked like a six pack of you know, six cartons of darts. And just to <laughs> daily pint of whiskey and it's a me, a Mario, Luigi. What do uh, you do, Luigi? What are you doing? It's a Koopa. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you want. You just want That's that. That's Bob like, Hoskins right there. Like just deep, raspy smoker's voice, Mario. Huh? Let's go and jump down this pipe. It's fucking stupid. The movie looks. Are people cool, gonna re- rediscover the live action original because of this movie? John God, I hope not. Will that, My kid will that become a nostalgia thing it. now? Uh, if you the, find Mario VHS. <laughs> yeah. the Mario Brothers movie has a little bit of a cult status to it. Dude, it Dennis Hopper. Be, yeah, Dennis Hopper as Koopa. Uh, yeah, it's it's developed a little bit of cult status. In fact, it was in the news maybe two months ago because the director's cut came out. Somebody like pieced it together with all the deleted scenes. Oh, like a fan cut. Yeah. Yeah. I I found it. It's on YouTube. Um, I don't know, man. I was a kid when that movie came out, so I liked it, but I definitely, if you separate it from the video games, it makes it a little bit better. Like the Koopas and Bowser, Bowser's not even in it. Isn't it just King Koopa? Is what they call him. Dennis Hopper in that. Yeah. They don't even call him Bowser. They they just they look bad. I don't know, but it's also the nineties. I don't know. John Some stuff doesn't home. age well. No, no, it doesn't. Most of that stuff doesn't. But uh, it's good, dude. How, John Leguizamo as Luigi, I thought was a perfect casting. But and Bob Hoskins was a good casting as Mario. It's just that writing was really bad. I want to hear uh, Charlie Day's Luigi. I, know, I do. Too. I keep hearing. Same from Sunny, uh, always Sunny in Philadelphia, and can't picture him as Luigi. Oh yeah, have they added those guys to your guys' state flag yet? <laughs> Hopefully soon. <laughs> Great show. I want the veto on there anyway, but you know. 
have you guys seen that TikTok video where uh, uh, somebody is going through their house and like getting all the family photos and slowly replacing all their family members with Danny DeVito until their mother yes. finds out? It's hysterical, dude. Hysterical. Danny DeVito would have been a fucking awesome choice for Mario, dude. I don't give a fuck. Hey, it would have been. Yeah, that would have been awesome. He's got kind of that higher pitch voice, too. Like, I could believe it. Plus, yeah, he is. It's kind the of built Mia like Mario. Mario. Huh? He's kind of built like him, too. So, yeah, 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 he is. I want Danny DeVito to be a Wolverine. You don't like John Leguizamo? Like, how do you say his name? John, right, John Leguizamo. Yeah. Joe's Dolan doesn't like like him. I like him. I don't give a fuck. I heard that uh, Rob McElhenney and uh, Ryan Reynolds are trying to get Danny DeVito to be the Wrexham mascot for their new, for their soccer club. Have you watched his uh, new show, That Little Demon? No. That show's fucked up, dude. It's on FX. It's with Aubrey Plaza uh, and uh, Danny DeVito and someone else I can't remember. <laughs> Uh, yeah, because Joe's doing said, I never want to hear John Leguizamo and good casting in the same sentence ever again. I don't know what his deal is, man. I like him. He was Bruno. We don't talk about Bruno. Wasn't he just in, uh, what's it, the not the Matrix, what, the other one, John Wick? He's the, was he? Yeah, he was the guy that helped him get his car back. That's John Leguizamo. Is it? Yeah, after his car gets busted in the first one, and he... Yeah, yeah it smacked, is. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. I forgot. He's the guy smacked the, the kid, the, the mafia, or the Russian mob guy's kid. So he plays a good tough guy. I mean, yeah. and in uh, Carlito's way, he's fucking Benny Blanco from the Bronx. Oh, yeah. He was also in that show Waco that was on Netflix. It was fucking awesome. Yeah, someone just wrote he was also Violator in that uh, Spawn movie back in the 90s, and he did yes, pretty he good. Was. Too. Yeah. So slow your roll. You can't forget his masterpiece, The Pest. (laughs) I remember that one. (laughs) I did not see that one. (laughs) It was kind of his crack at like a Jim Carrey type movie. His Oscar worthy performance in Romeo and Juliet. All right. Isn't he also in uh, Ice Age? Yeah. Yes, he is. He's Sid. He's the one that talks with the lisp. Yep. Yeah, dude. This guy's been in movies for forever. Yeah. 1984 was his first. He was in Die Hard 2, apparently. Oh, yeah. 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 How was he? I don't Should remember. Should have got an Oscar for his performance of getting stabbed in the throat and kick-ass, too. <laughs> He's in yeah, some he good like, shit. They'll have a bad show here and there, a bad movie, but uh, Mario wasn't his best one, I guess. Eh, young, you know. Video game property, you think it's going to be a, a franchise, so you stick your name on it, and it doesn't do well. You know, that well, video game that. properties back then were none of them were doing well until Sonic came out. Really, like Resident Evil was probably the most successful. Sonic is still like the only one that seems to be able to go anywhere. Like, Red Netflix just canceled their new Resident Evil show after one season. So, Sonic, which I, which I like that one. I like that Resident Evil show. Uh, the Uncharted did fairly well but there was nothing else it was competing against yeah I mean, it's not a good it's not but a it's also adaptation. tom holland and mark Wahlberg. so like oh, are we giving them a list status because because ish gets really sensitive over this a list thing <laughs> <laughs> oh man and mark um, Wahlberg used to be a list 
Oh, he's got to be A-list from Departed. You got he got to be in the A-list since that movie. No, there was a time I actually looked it up where he had like 10 movies in a row that all made over like $100 million at the domestic box office. Just hit no other hit actor at the time could, could match that consistency. But that's dropped off. But he had, he Walter, had like a, a span where he was like the top. In the was that when Ted yeah. came out? He was Dirk Diggler, man. Come on. Yes. Was that when Ted came out-ish? Yeah, Ted was probably part of that run. Yeah. Ted is one of the best comic comedy movies I've ever seen, dude. That that yeah. show. That was Ted a massive was, hit. Yeah. Was the, the best scene that then Ted too when uh he knocked over that uh all the vials from the uh donation clinic, we'll call it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh man. <laughs> I haven't the, laughed so hard in a long time since I saw that that episode that show. The oh, best God. scene is when and I forget which one it is, is when they're talking about F. Scott Fitzgerald and she's they're like, What did he do? Like, what are you talking about? Well, why why F. Scott Fitzgerald? Like, what did he do to you? What did poor Scott Fitzgerald do to you? She's like, no, that's his name. They named him Fuck Scott Fitzgerald. It's the best scene ever, dude. I mm-hmm. love that fucking scene. I like when they try to Brady. steal sperm from Tom Brady. <laughs> What's up, Corbin? They open the blanket and a big yeah, we fucking... Got a like, Corbin in the house. Corbin? It's a rare Corbin sighting. I thought we did something to piss him off, dude. Like, I, I haven't seen or heard from Corbin in a minute. Corbin. The Corbin train is backing up, man. It's you need you, sir, owe me a phone call. Corby. That's his new name. Corby until he gives me a call. He's gonna Nobody be forever known as Corby. <laughs> All right, moving on. Let's Christian go. Bale, who played Batman for three movies, says he wouldn't have minded being typecast as a brooding superhero for the rest of his career. When asked about whether he even became uh if he'd be concerned that he would only be known as Batman, Bale said he'd love it. Uh, particularly because such typecasting might have been a reason for him to leave acting altogether. <laughs> this guy, since he's come onto the scene, is like, I hate being an actor, but then he comes out with these fucking awesome movies. Well, he talks about how he was basically forced into it when he was a kid because his pa- family was poor and he had to help him pay bills and all that. And yeah, like, I don't know. It's weird to hear an actor say, like, I would love to be typecast because normally you hear the other fo- the shoe on the other foot of like, I don't want to be typecast. I'm sick of tired of being typecast. Like Liam Neeson, every single movie he makes now is like, it can be compared to, to take it. Oh, that's a running joke between my family and I, every time Liam Neeson comes out with a movie, it's just taken with like wolves or taken with amnesia or taken yeah. on a train. <laughs> like it's all, it's all fucking taken They were, They told, they sent me a text just two nights ago. They were watching some new Liam Neeson movie. And it's like, it's like taken, but in Mexico or something like that. It's yeah. uh, no, I, I think this just speaks to like actors that say this kind of shit just speaks to their humility. I think they're just grateful to be in the position that they're in, you know, not thinking that they're deserving of that position. Like I would assume that, Seth Rogen might be one of those actors that is just grateful, like because he pr- basically does, for the most part, the same role in every movie. Right. He's kind of been oh, typecast, oh. and he's kind of one of those actors that is big and famous, and probably never Hold thought on. they would be big and famous. Seth Rogen, when it comes to Seth Rogen, was he typecast or is he just steering into his curve? Because like he's found that sweet medium where like when he tries to pay out play outside of a, like a stupid stoner, it doesn't work that well. But when he when he rides, yeah, that, it's not like there's line other of... many casting options for him, right? Yeah. Like you see, like 
Adam Sandler go out and make something uh, like uncut gems or like funny people, or you see some of these more bigger comedians in these more serious roles and they, they kill it. But it's like Seth Rogen. It, you can't see him as anyone other than Seth Rogen in like any movie he's ever done. No, even when he's the voice of Pumbaa and Lion King, I was like, oh, that's Seth Rogen in a pig like, suit. Green Hornet. I'm like, oh, that's Seth Rogen just dressed up cosplaying as the Green Hornet. Like it's, <laughs> you know, it's no, but I I do think like when you hear actors like uh the other one that is um Punch Drunk Love was good. Joe's doing yes, you are correct. Weasel, we is it Weasel from Deadpool? What's his name? T.J. Miller. T.J. Miller. Yeah. I was just watching some videos with him, and he's and and he's like, you know, I I don't care. Like I just want to be the funny guy. Like that's kind of all his roles, right? And it's just these actors that that just probably don't think that they deserve to be there and they're just grateful to get work and they're enjoying the work and they're enjoying the accolades that comes along with that work and they they're fine being typecast. It's the other ones like James Franco that thinks he's God's gift to cinema that wants to try as many things as he can or or any of these other guys that that are big time like actors not hollywood hollywood stars and actors i think are different things right um yeah i don't know i don't know yeah, i yeah, i appreciate absolutely. him saying this i appreciate movie him star versus thespian you know yes yes yeah christian bale is a thespian he's played so many different roles i mean it's hard for it's easy to say i'm i would have been okay being typecasted when he played such a wide variety of roles whereas seth rogan just like you said he plays himself so yeah it isn't like he's acting uh jennifer aniston's not acting they're playing themselves in these in these movies bale is he can do just about anything uh, the guy dives into his roles i mean i don't know if you guys have seen the machinist but uh he's just it's it's like jaw-dropping how good he is in that movie well think about his in uh i don't want to interrupt there but with his uh role in the new Thor movie, they didn't want to cover his face just because of how well, he, how well known he is, you know, just because of his, you know, his, how well he's known, you know, so they didn't want to mask it up and whatnot, but other actors could have, could have got away with that. And, and no one would have cared different, but it, it made it, it made it difference to Marvel to be, make sure you could know it was Christian Bale. Yeah. I mean, we've, but we've said a lot of words of how they, how they kind of fucked up the God butcher there um right like his look and everything but no one i think would say that christian bale did a bad job with what he was given right ish i know ish hates that movie yeah it was complete yeah it was underused i mean it was was the best part of the movie you get this amazing actor and then you just waste the whole role oh yeah you know all his best scenes seem like they just were off screen you know well you have the best act an amazing actor playing what could have been one of the best bad guys. Like we could have seen a superhero movie, get an Academy award winning at, you know, him get an Academy award for playing this role if they did it yeah. right. But because they gave you the watered down version of Gore, the God butcher, and you didn't even see him butcher anybody. It's like, you know, they, they ruined it so much. I could have got past his look. Like I wanted to see the tentacles and the, the comic accurate yeah. gore, but I, could have got past that if they would have just followed his story better and and let that play out but they didn't and it's still just not but nothing against what he did with no no absolutely not like he did like he is captivating like he's the only good part of that movie i would say he's captivating with what he worked with but 
you look at like Heath Ledger, who did win uh, an Oscar for Best Supporting Actor, didn't he? Posthumous, post, post. How do you Same. say that? The mole on Christian Bale's nose is better actor than ninety five percent. Yeah, thank you. Uh, he won. He won an award for Best Supporting Actor for his role as the Joker. Wore a ton of makeup and a wig and all these other things, and completely dived into this role. <laughs> Heath Ledger was a good looking man, right? And you kind of get lost in the fact that that is Heath Ledger, right? Yeah. And and yet it is the role that he will forever be remembered for. I mean, if you think Heath Ledger, ask anybody Heath Ledger, and what's the first movie they're going to come up with? It's probably The Joker. Ten things I hate about you. You think that's the first one people are going to name? Absolutely. Ten things I hate no. about you. A Knight's Tale. No. Brokeback Mountain. I think I, I think the one that won him the award. I mean, the one that got him all the accolades. Oh, no, no one can I don't sure. know. No one can beat that his his portrayal in in uh, Dark Knight. That, that I mean, we we forever like for the longest time was oh, are they going to be as good as Jack Nicholson? Are they going to be as good as Jack Nicholson? And now it's oh, are they going to be as good as Heath Ledger? Like I don't even think. Aaron's like, ever- I think Knight's Tale. Sam says, Knight's yeah. Tale, 10 I, things broke back. Um, I wanted to make reference to a, something that Joe's Doolin said. Your mom said, I go with a Knight's Tale too. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just because of the kind of movies I watch. I was thinking Batman. So in Lance's own words, the Chad's nothing but a bunch of fucking liars. <laughs> Oh, okay. That's the that's the comment I wanted to call out for Joe's Doolin. He says Wahlberg is always a joy, even in crappy movies. Watch Me Time; it'll change your opinion on that. <laughs> I watched that movie. I, I actually didn't mind him in that. That movie, movie is thought, fucking awful. Yeah, it's awful. It's terrible writing. But like, I didn't mind Wahlberg in that movie at all. The only the only part that I laughed at at that movie is when they ran over the tortoise and dropped it off in front of a vet. Yeah. Like like a like a drive by vet drop off, and I laughed my ass off, and that was the only time that movie was supposed to have me laughing from beginning to end, and that's the only scene that I laughed in is when they Just, ran over a hundred and fifty year old tortoise. I watched it. I still like Wahlberg in it. No fuck that movie sucked, dude. <laughs> I can't even. Oh my gosh. My wife said, "Oh, you watched that movie without me?" I was like, "Thank me for it." <laughs> Like just, See. just don't even Say add you it to your watch list, dude. Like that was bad. That was bad. I like uh, Wahlberg. There's not really many movies with Wahlberg in it that I don't like. Did you like him as Sully? No, Uncharted. I didn't. I didn't care for. I liked Wahlberg in it, but I don't believe that he was Sully. So I just, whenever I watch that movie, I just pretend that he's a different character and he's not actually Sully, and we're we're good. <laughs> So he played a better Nathan Drake in that movie than he did Sully, I think. Yeah. I don't know. But. All right, what what's next? What's next on the docket? Spider-Man No Way Home star isn't hoping for a fourth installment. Um the actor who played Ned Leeds says it was such a beautiful experience to be part of. I think for all of us um about this time on Tom Holland's Led Spider-Man trilogy, we started at a very young age behind being teenagers essentially when we started the first movie. And to really watch the arc of the movie come together for all the characters, come full circle, I would say that it was crazy. Um, it was a crazy thing to read. It was crazy to see Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire in the script. It was crazy to have all the villains in the script. 
and then to have it end the way it did on such a cliffhanger. Obviously, everyone want, wasn't expecting that. I would say that it was such a poignant. I can't see that. Why is it so small on my screen? I don't know. Uh, ending to our movie. It really puts an exclam- exclamation point on the continuance of Spider-Man, but maybe not with us. I think that's a great thing. We may not necessarily be part of it in the end, but it was a beautiful ride anyway. I agree with them. I don't think there needs to be a fourth installment of the Homecoming franchise. Like I think they need to move past Homecoming now. But it's going to be Tom Holland. Well, yes, it'll still be Tom Holland. But I'm saying like they need to. We need to see him at a different point. We need to move past the Homecoming. So, but do you really think that? Okay, maybe not Ned. Ned. If you look at the three of them, Ned seems to mo- to be the most expendable. But yeah, do you but really think that the they're not? Yeah, we all want him to be. Well, but do you really think that they would? I bought the book because I thought he's going to be in <laughs> <laughs> No Way Home. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hold on to it because it's probably coming. Um, but do you really think they'll continue to make Spider-Man movies without Mary Jane? Well, that's not her name in the movie. What is it? it well, Melissa it, Jones it, or Michelle? Michelle Jones. Do you think they really would make another Spider-Man movie without MJ, or eventually bring her back? I do. I mean, they got rid of Aunt May. They're also going to get rid of MJ? Hmm. I mean, they could. You could get the actual Mary Jane. Or they could move on to Gwen. Yeah. Or Betty Bryant. You know, he's had other other love interests in his life. Um, he has, but none, to, is, um, none is essential to the core of Spider-Man as Mary Jane. You can move on to Felicia, Black Cat. Yeah, there's I other think way, that- avenues you could go. I think that you could get maybe a couple. I think Ned Le- this this Ned Leeds is essential to Tom Holland's Spider Man. You can't get rid of these characters. You can explore other characters, but you can't just get rid of. Well, that that's MJ what I was about. To, that's what I was about to say. Like, I think you may go a couple movies where he's maybe testing the waters with a black cat or or um, you know Gwen or something like that. But eventually, I think these two come back. And then it's going to be a big fan moment. You see Zendaya back on the screen after two movies. Like, I think yeah. people would freak. I mean, Zendaya is pretty universally loved, it seems like. So you go two movies, Spider-Man with no MJ, no Ned Leeds, and then third movie, they're back. But I mean, the way his point, though, is that that No Way Home pretty much definitively ended that chapter. So, like... I don't think we need. I agree where we don't need a fourth installment of the home trilogy. You know, like we need to move. Past. That's the ending that their just friendship is forgotten. The no, I think something's going to happen. That's the ending. You. I think something's going to happen where the. I'm not the happy with that. Spell, yeah, I'm not either. I think something's going to happen where the spell is going to have to be reversed, or maybe something with, with, uh, with Kang or something makes all this reversed or i i don't know i mean he is the the keeper of the multiverse right so and there's a big kang uh storyline coming up right for the fourth avengers movie well well not ant-man or, quantumania also but yep yeah i think something's Wait, gonna happen the keeper where, of the multiverse well he's like he th- feel he thinks of himself as like the keeper of the multiverse right king the conqueror kang yeah no, the timelines not the multiverse Oh, fuck, that's right. Lines. They're different things. <laughs> we just had this conversation, didn't we? In the text? Yeah. Are we just talking about this? 
Yeah, Corbin said that Spider-Man trilogy ended we the other not time day. to move we on were. and try a different look with the character. Heck yeah. What look are you going to go for Sam. next? <laughs> Sam says Lance's vasectomy will get reversed before that happens. <laughs> Fuck that. What, what look do you move on to? I mean, I think you can... You put them on, you know, You when we revisit Peter Parker, he should be later on in his Spider-Man years. Like, well, I, I mean, think we're going to have Tom. Did he go to live action Miles Morales, Morales, maybe, or Scarlet Spider now or something, just if they want a clean slate and go a different route? I, I think Miles Morales is going to come sooner than later. I do think that. I mean, I think, I think Marvel is chomping at the bit to get Miles Morales. We had that tease in the first movie with uh, Donald Glover, right? Being uh, his uncle. Um, He just had one of the biggest games of the year. The Miles Morales game was one of the biggest games of the year when when it came out. Um, (laughs) Tick says, breaking news, Spider-Man 4 title to be Spider-Man alone at home. (laughs) Why not home alone and just cast uh, Kevin McAllister as Uncle Ben? Well, I, I don't know, you, man. Well, you want to see a him ton like more Spider-Man stories to tell. But let's be honest. Up to this point, I'm not. He he hasn't really been Spider-Man. He's kind of been that. That was the whole allure of Peter Parker. He's the everyday guy with the same problems you do, but he got bit by the spider and he uses intelligence to build his gadgets and and all that. And up until this point, like Tony Stark has pretty much handed him everything. He He's had his little Spider-Man makeshift training. Yeah, he had his little makeshift suit and, and stuff like that, but he got the new tech suit from Tony. He got this Iron Spider suit from Tony. So, like, at the end of No Way Home, we finally see him actually make his first legit Spider-Man suit, and it, it looks beautiful. Like, I I want to see more of that suit. So I would like to see him a little bit more into the years of, of being Spider-Man and maybe steer away from nj but focus on like his relationship with the black cat or gwen stacy or you know i would love to see the grant the gwen stacy stuff play out again in in andrew in uh tom holland's universe and then you move into i think we're getting everything hint is moving towards the secret war stuff where he's going to get the black suit i'm I'm expecting him to get it that way and in the movies and all that so like they already set it up with leaving a part of venom in that universe and everything like I that. Think, so I think I'm, I think I'm ready to see the black cat <laughs> storyline. Yeah. Well, there's probably Spider-Man gets involved with a married woman in Spider-Man home record. But you have uh, that you were talking Christian Bale and the Joker and Heath Ledger and redoing the same characters over and over again. They even did in the suicide squad, a Joker again. So you got, um, all the same characters with Spider-Man too. So it'd be nice to change up stories. So you have nothing to compare it to. It's all clean slate. I mean, I'm have no problem with that, but there's so much more, I guess you had to do. Why not? Try yeah, that's that what I think black cat to yeah. your point, black cat, yeah. I think would be of a, a prime fucking character to, to dive into it's something we hadn't seen before. Right. Yeah. I think there's plenty of stuff to explore that, we haven't seen on on screen yet. It seems to always be the same type of characters. That Sinister Six, same you know, they had Gwen, they had MJ, they had MJ again. Just let's do something different. What if this leads to the Clone Saga? What if this leads to the next? You get movie? a Ben Riley. 
yeah but you have the because there's that whole like identity crisis thing where ben riley thought he was the real spot peter parker and peter believed he was the clone and and you maybe you have peter out there as spider-man and someone calling themselves peter parker and you kind of run into that whole clone storyline with the jackal and you kind of get into that those waters and there's like there's just so many other iconic storylines out there from spider-man that they can move on they don't need to continue with the home stuff they can you know yeah. we can get a ned Leeds hobgoblin at some point um i don't what think about mephisto is like in every movie right yeah, but if you have uh what's his name um i'm blank on his name now though ned Leeds. if he doesn't want to play anymore then you know then that's if he thinks they did a great send-off then maybe it's time to Said, I don't know. Cool. I think I think uh what else is this guy doing? I mean, Tom Holland's got a career outside Spider-Man's and Dea's got he's a got career the, outside Spider-Man. He's got a new vampire show coming to FX. Okay. You saw what happened to the Seinfeld crew, right? None of them really made it when they split apart. So well Julie, Julia Louis Dreyfus was in Vice. She was yeah, she, in now she's, she's in the Marvel one. Universe. Yeah. But Kramer, no. Uh uh, Alexander. Jason Alexander was pretty much reduced to cameos in other shows. Yeah, it's stick with what works. So if I was, if I was what's, uh, I I think that this guy is on the road to become Hobgoblin. I mean, he lost all that weight like pretty quickly, like, and maybe he just did it for his health. That's very possible. Maybe but, it is sci-fi sticks. I can't remember if it's FX or sci-fi. Yeah, if it's sci-fi, can you really call it like? a career making <laughs> I mean that's the that's the channel that has Chucky on it. I don't know if you watched that one. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying if you know I agree with them to a point like leave the home trilogy as is, move on. Let's see Spider-Man at a different point in his career um versus just being the Spider-Man in training. And I and I think where we're at is kind of unprecedented too. Like we've never had more than three Spider-Man movies for a single like like uh, reoccurring character, right? This is the first time we're getting a fourth a fourth Spider-Man movie too. So, well, if we get it, because it hasn't even been announced yet. Oh, I'm sure it's coming. Well, I, I guarantee it. Sony's is, but... had like three billion dollar movies, and all of them were Spider-Man. Like they want another one. Yeah, they're not letting this up. No, nah, no. No Way Home. Like, since Endgame, like, No Way Home is the the last, like, true hit that Marvel's had. Right? I mean, Doctor yep. Strange, like, all those movies made money. Don't get me wrong. But No Way Home was the first one that everybody was buzzing over and, like, going crazy. Like, Doctor Strange and fucking Thor didn't have the kind of buzz that Spider-Man had. Oh, no, yeah. I to see something, like, what home what uh no way home did for us with the the two extra spider-man was such a cool thing to see and we thought mm -hmm. we'd see something cooler in the next couple movies and it just didn't happen do you know what i've been seeing a lot on twitter like since no way home came out is people trying to get a movie with all the hulks <laughs> i'm like dude you got it once like just fucking let it go <laughs> well you you give the fans what they want with uh all the spider-man you gave them the reed richards they wanted you know we might yep. get we might get uh you got Wolverine now coming in, so you know, keep pushing. We might get everything we want, right? Yeah, Eric. Anybody want to see Eric Bana again as the Hulk? 
Yeah. No, I don't need to see there. Hulk. I don't need to see the the Hulk poodles again. And oh yeah, that was <laughs> that would have been a cool little like when they were no, but Eric uh, Bruce Banner's never been um, in the Illuminati, right? No, not that so. I remember. I was gonna say when they were having all those Illuminati, I would have much rather had like Eric Bana <laughs> or Ed Norton or something like that rather than the the Captain Marvel that they had. Oh yeah. Yeah, Does this cheese team so oddly place that Captain Marvel out of all these little fan service things, and then they throw in Captain Marvel? Yeah, I didn't get it. Yeah, but hey, they were all gone in about fifteen minutes anyway. So yeah, Reed Richards got noodleized. <laughs> all right, what's next, Matt? Uh, Deadpool 3 Wolverine announcement left Ryan Reynolds physically shaken. Ryan Reynolds revealed that he was just as excited as the fans to announce Hugh Jackman's return as Wolverine. Speaking to Forbes, Ryan Reynolds shares his excitement about the Merc with the mouth finally crossing paths with the iconic member of the X-Men in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He says, I couldn't be more excited, he said. I mean, especially to do it this way. Ultimately, I get to work with one of my closest friends in a world and that doesn't uh, in the world and that doesn't happen very often working in this business. Reynolds also explained that keeping the secret of Jackman's return left him physically on edge. I'm thrilled that I've been sit, uh, sitting on this a couple of... Um, I've been sitting on those the couple teasers of for teasers. a few weeks there now. <laughs> he continued, it's one of those moments when you're hitting send or a tweet or a post, your hand is shaking when you're uh, messing with the zeitgeist in your way like that. It's been amazing. I feel the same way that the fans do, though. I feel as excited that this character is coming back for another ride, particularly in this context. I think it's something that people have to want for a long time to get to this pairing uh, up on the big screen. And that's what we aim to do. I really think though, that they could have just announced Deadpool three and tried to like hold this close to the chest. Like they did with Andrew Garfield and, and Tobey Maguire. That's not the, that's not the, the way like the end of Deadpool one, he, does the Ferris Bueller's Day Off thing, and he goes, you know, you're still here? Oh, well, next time we're going to have Cable. And that's what they did. So this is kind of like the Deadpool the wink, shtick wink. right here. Yeah. Is he yeah. with the cat out of the bag? And yeah, Do you think we're going to get any time. other... Do you think we're going to get any other um, teases in that movie? Do you think we're going to get a Michael Fassbender or James McAvoy type, type little tease i really want like i know that um who was it they, they were saying was going to be magneto was it denzel um yeah. yeah denzel i mean it sounds great but michael fassbender dude was just fucking awesome as magneto he's he's like one of the only good parts of those old fox x-men movies no jennifer lawrence no as <laughs> as mystique yeah. No, Rebecca Romaine was better as Mystique oh. than Jennifer Lawrence. I'll take either one. <laughs> oh, they're both hot. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> they're both smoke shows. But uh, Jennifer Lawrence, after every movie, I feel she just bitched about the movie. Mm. I sat in makeup for six hours. I don't know. I definitely I think, think this, movie's, Mystique. this movie's going to have a multiverse feel for it because he's like at the end of Deadpool 2, he's still got Cable's time watch so i think he is going to be skipping all over the place and you're going to get wolverine from a different time than 
we know it's not Logan time because they already said they're not touching Logan. So it's going to be Wolverine from a different time. And I think they're going to, they'll end up getting stuck, like jumping and stuck in the, in the MCU, or he won't even be in the actual MCU to like the end of the movie. What's, what's the timeline that the current MCU is at? Are they in, are they five years ahead of us? Yeah, I believe I'm pretty so. Pretty sure yes. they're 26 or something. 26 years? No. No, 2026? Yeah, I think they're five years ahead of us. I think, so it's, yeah, that, I think it's 2027. Okay, and Logan was, was supposedly in 2029. Mm-hmm. So is there a way that these movies maybe go into Logan to end to still end? Yeah, they in the in the teaser that they did afterwards, they didn't say it was going to be a different time. They said it was going to be before Logan. Yeah, so maybe, I know. Maybe it ends so it can lead into Logan and and Jackman gets that send off or to to end it like he really like he did with. That's kind of cool. So Logan could actually be like incorporated into the MCU. Yeah, just basically make that two years later that that's whatever happens at the end of this Deadpool movie leads into Logan and then. It's in the timeline somehow. It seems like it. I don't know how they're going to do it all. So, you know, that's one thing I thought of. But, you know. Who, well, that was. Know. Yeah. And that was one of Jackman's stipulations for coming back is that they wouldn't touch Logan. So Logan is is his definitive end. So, yeah, Lo- he's proud of Logan. I mean, him and James Mangold, they've both said on numerous occasions how proud they are of that movie, which it turned out phenomenal. I don't want them to touch it either. No. Right. That was good. Good show. Yeah, I mean, oh, great movie. Logan's so. great. Yeah, I agree. But then, how do you how do you get Professor X? And I guess he's a, he's a different version. What six one six and Multiverse of Madness. So that doesn't line up. It lines up, but it doesn't. It gets confusing when you get to these these multiverses. But I I think it does, but not near as confusing as what Days of Future Past did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we can all wrap our minds around it a little bit better than what they tried to yeah. force feed us with days of future pass yeah it's but i think this is one of the first like this is probably one of the first mcu movies where you really don't know where they're going to go with it and i think them announcing jackman coming back is is another like wrench in that cog where you, you i think a lot of these movies are pretty easy to predict where they're going like i said with no way with no way home it's going to be you know a mixture of one more day or one moment in time and one more day like and that's pretty much what it was and you you kind of get like i said you get that feeling that you can tell where these movies are going and this one's like a head scratcher for me because you think okay multiverse he's got the watch he can go don't jump different points in time maybe he goes in the mcu from the universe so it's just it's one i think this is really intriguing and honestly that's great you know that's great publicity and uh, for this this movie is just oh it broke the them, internet yeah have them do little shorts like that where you don't even have to spend a shit ton of money on on promoting this movie it promotes itself if you just have Jackman and Reynolds doing little things on social media like that like well and then welcome to Rexon I mean he's getting Deadpool press like every episode because there's a bunch of people like dressed up as Deadpool going to the Rexon games and like every week. There's a they refer Deadpool. to him as Deadpool. They don't even call him Ron Reynolds. They're like, oh, it's yeah, he's not Mackle Honey. Yeah, it's Mackle Honey and Deadpool. You know, it's <laughs> in, in the last episode, they even asked him, like, hey, did you buy Rexham because it's red like Deadpool? <laughs> I love that show. Um, 
Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I'm excited for it. What was it? 2024. Yep. yep. Yeah, I was. I was surprised he didn't put a Mint Mobile in his uh in that <laughs> ad itself. Dude, I still love that commercial with Rick. Yeah, I mean, he had Aviation Gin in there, so yeah. I he, he should have. He should have like shown him like calling Hugh Jackman on his Mint Mobile phone or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it'll, it'll be good. When, Ish, didn't you say you thought this was going to be just a short showing of uh, Hugh Jackman? You didn't think he'd have a whole lot of time in the movie. That's a, that was my initial reaction was, yeah, I was thinking, you know, what kind of role he would play in the movie. And I first thought it was probably like a gag or a cameo or, but now we're talking like prequel to Logan, you know? So yeah, I think it could a be a lot bigger role. role than, it could be a lot bigger role than I anticipated, but then again, it's Deadpool. Everything's still out on the table. Yeah, you I mean, look at the X Force. What, what it could be, yeah, right? <laughs> That's what, yeah, what I was exactly. just about to say. I mean, they they get Brad Pitt to come in with just a flash of him on the screen. You have to slow the, down uh, to see it. <laughs> yeah, as the um, what's the what's the name of his character? That electric man. Yeah. That's what he does, but what was it? That wasn't his name, though, was it? No, I can't uh, he remember. Was, um, wasn't he like, um, God, I can't remember his character in that movie now. But he was, yeah, he was like the invisible dude, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was the unseen or something like that. But, uh, yeah, man, I'm excited for this. Deadpool, dude, it's just, Deadpool's just a good time, dude. Like, who he was Vanisher. Vanisher, that's what it was. That's right. Who who doesn't get excited for Deadpool, man? It's just Deadpool takes me back to like when superhero movies were just kind of like more fun. Right? Now they all have some implication like for the over like the whole tapestry of their of their storytelling, right? But Deadpool is just that one that's you sit down, you watch it, it's fun. Right? Yep. It doesn't have to have like this this its fingerprint into the into the the grand storytelling i don't know that what makes you wonder how they're going to try to work this in because it's never been stories like that as pivotal deadpool's never been as pivotal to to a big storytelling scheme well just a just a fun show to watch yeah what's next matt I mean, that's a good way to, you could introduce him that way too, leading up to this movie where he just like, you could have him time jump into the MCU. So he just shows up in random spots in movies and then he's gone. Oh, like, yeah. Like he's when he's gone. watching Civil, he's like sitting in a, in a, watching Civil War, just eating popcorn, watching them all yeah. fight. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that'd be funny. I, I think it'd be hilarious. But. An insider at Warner Brothers Discovery revealed that the producer, Dan Lin, took his name out of the mix for potential leads for the DC film branding following the studio shelving of Batgirl. Um, Lin was reportedly troubled by the way the studios decided to not release the complete DCU Extended Universe film for a tax write-off related to other abandoned projects following WB's merger with Discovery. This story goes deeper than that. There's, There's word that people are leaving this studio in droves because of the dude that's running it. Like apparently he, this guy bit off more than he can chew. He's micromanaging. Everybody He's just really like, there's even been rumors that Warner brothers may sell again. 
Oh, he said they're not selling again. And that they're he said that. And he's saying that these rumors of doing things for tax write-offs are extremely overblown and that they're going to start dumping millions into movies again and this, that, and the other thing. So So then release it. Release it as a four-part special for HBO Max. If it's not a tax write-off, well, don't, release Joe it as a Dolan four-part. Just said, did you? Did anyone see Batgirl trailer leak? It was so damn bad. Oh, did the trailer leak? I haven't seen it yet. I haven't really looked for it either. But dude, if they needed to dump another what was like hundred million dollars in reshoots into this movie, like, but yet they've got man. the Flash. They got the Flash with Ezra Miller's like losing his damn mind. They just had him come in a week ago to do more reshoots. Yeah, they're losing their help. butt on that movie. Why? Why keep that one going and cancel Batgirl? Because I think Flash. They have a they have more of a um chance to recoup some of that money i think in that film because he's already a well-known name and you've already seen him um in other movies and batman superman and justice league so he's more familiar than batgirl so he's gonna draw people more people are gonna be drawn to the theater to to see that movie and the whole draw of that movie anyways was michael keaton so they then they take is he still in it in flash um, I, last yeah, I heard they were reshooting all his stuff with Ben Affleck, so I don't know. That was for Aquaman. Yeah, I don't oh, you found the if they're, if they're gonna get yeah, away from I the Spider-Verse, why keep pushing these movies out and just, just start over guys, fresh? Do you guys just mute it, it, Lance? Yeah, just mute it. Oh, it's just oh, okay. I can't. Oh, it's backwards, it's, it's flipped. <laughs> CD, yeah. What and was it um Brandon Fraser Firefly in this? Supposed to be. Yeah. He was saying how phenomenal the movie was. And she looks cool. She looks cool. It looks less CW than when we first saw her picture of her suit. There's Keaton as Batman. That's nice. I don't know. Those are shots from uh, the original Batman, Batman 2. That's bet, yeah. From, oh, yeah, mate. Yeah, they are. So this what was must that? Be. The Flash? No, this. That this was the Flash really right there. That this has got to be a, this has got to be a fake trailer, man. I don't know. There's a lot of scenes of her jumping around. Yeah, like, but. get those? Like. Like JP just pointed out, that's shots from other Batman movies. I, I want to say that the Gordon stuff was from Justice League or Batman Superman. There's a lot of shit in here, though, that's her. Like, where would they? Yeah, get but that? I'm saying, like, it could be stuff that linked to her shot, but I don't, unless they're just using that stuff to, to recut trailers, but it doesn't look, it does not look good. Yeah, but I mean, to to say it's good or bad based on the trailer. I mean, I thought right. Love and Thunder is going to be good. And it yeah. Was. <laughs> so, at least and get the boy, movie out. Were you wrong. Into it. Hey, obviously, someone there at the studio, people have seen the completed film, and they were like, "It is not good enough." Like Matt said, to put any more money into some dude watching it. 
I know there was the story as they had like a funeral and then people were crying because it was so good, blah, blah, blah. I don't know about that. I think the executives are sitting there going, yeah, this is pretty bad. I don't want to spend more money on this. I don't know. that This feels legit. That's the bat. That's the scene in Batman too, or when he had, well, that was when Vicki Vale was in the Batmobile and he was driving her to the, but you remember they might be using like filler scenes because this was ne never meant for consumption yet. So this I'm might sure have been are. like, yeah, th this might just, so some of this might be legit. Some of it might, like, I think it's all legit, but I don't think this is the finished product for the trailer. Like they might just be using scenes from the other movies because maybe the CGI wasn't done yet or whatever. <laughs> Fucking zaggy. Hey, are we reacting <laughs> To a reaction video, yes, we are. <laughs> We're mad. Oh, I right just now. wanted to see it, and then I, just and then, and then I want footage of like Zaggy reacting to us, reacting to this guy, reacting to <laughs> potentially a fake trailer. Just keep that meta going. This huh? is how we spend our Friday nights, people. <laughs> hey, you guys are teasing him, but he gets more views on that video than we did. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> <laughs> But sticking with DC, Titans unveils the first look at HBO series. Uh, the new characters for the new season Titans, Mother Mayhem, Jinx, and Brother Blood. And I think they all look really good. Especially what? since Jinx is coming right over from the animated series. I don't know who Jinx is. She is a character from Teen Titans, the animated series, and Teen Titans Go! Who's making her jump from the animation to live action. I don't... I mean, Ish, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think she was ever in a comic book. Jinx, huh? I'm, when you right say here? Jinx, I think Halle Berry and Die Another Day, but... This is her? <laughs> oh, hold on. Is this her, Matt? Yes. Oh, that's... Seductive. Okay, let's get a <laughs> Creation. Yeah, she's a... I don't know who this is. She's from Teen Titans, so she she's from the animated series. She's this will be her first. When you said animated series, I thought you meant Batman the animated series. No. Mm -mm. And then who was the other one? Blood Brother. Brother Blood. What is he from? I don't know who any of these people he, are. He's from the comics. He's in. He's also in Teen Titans. Mm. Hey, Joe's Doolin comment. Yeah, I agree with him. Franca Potente is a fucking really cool German actress. So I was glad to see her name in this too. What would I know her from? Ish. Uh, he so mentions Joe's Doolin mentions Run Lola Run, which was like a huge like worldwide. Oh hit. yeah, I know that one. Is that her movie? Yeah, and then she's in. She's the girlfriend in the Bourne movies, the one who gets killed in the second one. Oh. She's like the main girl in the in the first Bourne movie. Brother Blood's first appearance, if anyone is considering, is of as Sebastian Blood in Noon T Titans twenty one, and it came out in July nineteen eighty two. He was created by Marf Wolfman and George Perez. Nineteen eighty two. This one. So that's that's pretty OG then. Yep. Yep. Interesting. Jinx looks pretty cool, though. 
they kind of got rid of her double pigtail, so yeah. Yeah, there's here. different um, character mockups for her. Like she was, and one of them, cool. she was bald. So, so yeah. yeah, it doesn't look like the Halle Berry. Oh, Berry that's the dude. All. The dude in the middle is from Vampire Diaries. <laughs> the girl on the left looks like the one that was in Werewolf by Night. Oh shit! Are we talking about that tonight? Yeah. Awesome. Why'd you not watch it? No, I did watch it. Okay. We talked about it on the phone. Okay. I just didn't know if we added it into the schedule. <laughs> but yeah, Titans um, is really enjoyable. Joe's doing. I agree. I I like it a lot, but it is cheesy. Like we'll see if they get a about season Batman. five. Though. Yeah, we'll see. I think this is where DC can shine is if they start taking these lesser known characters and. Like Peacemaker, that was a great show. Take something fantastic show, yeah. Well, that's kind of what Marvel's doing, right? And I honestly think maybe DC might be doing it better. Yep, I agree. If you look at Doom Patrol, Titan, some of the more adult-driven stuff, right? Which I guess you you can't really compare the Marvel shows, I think, to the CW shows because they're a little bit more. They're less until She-Hulk. Until She-Hulk, right? (laughs) But like Moon Moon Knight would never be on CW, but. If you look at the adult-driven shows, Titans, Doom Patrol, Peacemaker, like I would say DC's doing a better job than Marvel is. Joe's doing says Doom Patrol is still my favorite. That's a great thing. And Brandon Fraser's so fucking good in that show. I haven't got past season one yet on that one. I've been trying to, but too much it's to work. It's it's that show's weird, man. But Alan Tudyk is fucking awesome in that first season. Matt's not a big Alan Tudyk awesome fan, but I yeah. like him. Are you watching Resident Alien-ish? I have not seen season two yet. Dude, it's, it's all so like piling funny, up on dude. my DVR, though. But season yeah, one so was really funny. good. He's just he's just a fucking gem, dude. He peaked as uh, Pirate Steve in Steve the Pirate in Dodgeball. He did not, dude. Resident Alien may be his not. best role, dude. He is so fucking good. He is so fucking good in that nah, show. He was better as Mr. Negative in uh, Doom Patrol Season 1. I don't remember him. Maybe I missed him. I didn't get that far yet in Season 1, so I don't remember. He's the him. one. He's the he's the main bad in the whole the whole first season. Okay. He's usually dressed all in white, if I remember right. Yeah, it's a good good show. All right. What's next? They look good. I'm excited. What, hey, when's, that the... drop? when's that drop? What? Uh, they have drop? not given a release date for it yet. Okay. All right. Uh, Black Panther 2, Wakanda Forever. Um, and the Wakanda Forever, the leaders of the kingdom of Wakanda fight to protect their nation from evading forces in the wake of King T'Challa's death. A new threat emerges from hidden under the sea. And so we got a new trailer this week. Um, that was the second trailer after what we got at San Diego Comic-Con. We got our first look at the new black panther suit um definitely sure I, I still don't think it's going to be i still don't think it's going to be sure man but you sure about that i'm sure about it is that just like your your version of the the symbols i guess the rim shot it's, it's gonna hit the, the closest button in arms reach right now it's gonna hit the the star trek whistle every time but I don't know. Should I go to the the main shots? I'm just not a 
The water looks better than Aquaman. It does. I'm skeptical with the the liberties they take <clears> with <throat> Namor in this, but it. Uh, I'm gonna wait, reserve my judgment to see it in theaters. I I, 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 I I'm very optimistic. Oh, go ahead, Lance. Sorry. Oh, go ahead, Ish. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna say I'm very optimistic about this movie, despite kind of my recent get off my lawn attitude towards what we get in from Marvel, because I think the director of this has big respect for his characters and he doesn't want to denigrate them the way, for instance, um, what's his face did with Thor, Taika Waititi. Yeah. I, mean, I think he purposely went out of his way to just shit all over Thor. And that was like his, you know, made him happy. But I don't think Ryan Coogler, I think he takes this Black Panther stuff pretty, pretty seriously. And they have big shoes to fill from the sequel because that was like one of the biggest hits of all time. So I, I have, I, I'm optimistic that this is going to be a quality movie. It's going to be the second longest Marvel movie ever. Just under Endgame, oh, okay. like 15 minutes under Endgame, I think. Uh, before that, I think it was The Eternals, and it's longer than The Eternals. Oh. Was this not the new trailer? No, that's no. the old trailer. Motherfucker. This is the teaser, yeah. Um, I mean, well, yeah, because you think that they, they got to tell you how T'Challa dies. So they got to give you T'Challa a big send off. Do you think we'll see it maybe? Or, you know, no, T'Challa in a suit, so you don't see T'Challa. They said it's going to happen off screen. Yeah, I don't think you're going to hear about it. They've already said it's going to happen off screen. I've seen several reports from Ryan Coogler himself that it's going to happen off screen. Uh, no, I was reading something the other day about Namor and about some of the changes that they did, and they're trying really hard to separate him from Aquaman so there's not product confusion. So a lot of the stuff you're going to see is like they've kind of changed his ethnicity a little. They took him away from Atlantis. They put him in closer to like South America, right? Um, he got like a very Mayan feel to him. Yeah. So yeah, like he, like it would literally be like the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah. So they're they're trying really hard to not have any product confusion with Aquaman. Is this the right trailer? Yeah. Yes, I believe so. Cause this looks yeah, because you see Iron Heart. Oh yeah, there he is with his shoe wings. Yeah, I haven't seen this yet. So yeah, this looks this is the new one. Yeah, at but, least they did the uh, shoe wings. Yeah, that's the one thing that I think you can appreciate with Marvel is that they can go more campy with some of those things than uh than DC can. DC is like try to be really like hyper realistic almost. But with well, Marvel has Mar- done that before, like when the when the first X Men movie was all black leather, and they were kind of it took a couple well, of movies Fox, before though. they started getting into the co- colored costumes and stuff. But just in general, in Marvel, it's there was there was always reticent to go ahead and be like that comic accurate look. But they know that when they do that, we love it as long as they make it look good. We'll eat and it up for I, I should clarify, MCU has been very caught conscious about doing some comic accurate stuff. They change things. I mean, the new, um, I think that's Shuri. Yeah. But whatever. Um, like, like, have you seen the toys for Ironheart? I think we talked about it on this show a few times. Yeah. Uh, she looks like for a power ranger from the reboot. <laughs> like the, the suits just bad. So they, they do take some liberties with some of the lesser known characters. You want to know what's, What's super interesting? Huh. Michael B. Jordan has a credit in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. I think it's gonna be a flashback. 
or he's so? going to be in the, the afterlife scene. Yeah, that, like what, that's if, my if hope. My hope, hope is that he's Black Panther. They bring back. Well, we just Kill saw this. Definitely a woman. Yeah, it's a man. It's a woman. But that could. There could. That so, that could also change in the movie, though. Yeah, this see, might be. Early, I think. I think you're going to see Shiri as Black Panther in this movie without a doubt. But I wouldn't be surprised if it's Nakia at the end of it because there's a, a scene in the first trailer where their mom is like, "I've lost my entire family," so something happens with Shiri. I. That, and and the actress had issues filming this movie too. Like she had to take time off because of she didn't want to follow COVID protocols, and then she had a lot of like issues with with that, and didn't want to get vaccinated, and she had all those kind of issues, and so and she voiced that she didn't want to play in Marvel anymore. So I wouldn't be surprised if they move forward without her. You you see her You're at right, some point in the Black Panther costume before. Earlier in the, the year, that she was even going to be written out of this movie because of mm-hmm. onset so, slash offset issues. I definitely think she's black or Black Panther for this simple thing, it, and I don't know if you guys can really see the it. head dots. The head dots. Yeah, there. It's also on the Black Panther suit. The mm-hmm. same, like the same way it's on her face. It's also on the suit, like. And if the, and if it's not her, they're doing everything in their power to make you think that it is. Yeah. Yep. It'll probably be her, ultimately. But she seems to be the most logical choice. I hope if it is a woman, that it eventually is her. That's Nakia. I like her as a character better than Shuri. I also think that this is one of the most gorgeous women I've ever seen in my life. She's from uh, us, isn't she? Is that the same girl? From us, yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah, she sure. is. She is. Uh, she's gorgeous. But yeah, Lupita Nyong'o. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what they do. But um, well, we have to find out in one short month because uh, what kind of fervor comes out next month? But it's rumor time. Henry Cavill suits up in black adam and is coming back for man of steel sequel and this was in a report that was taken down off the internet as soon just as fast as it was oh that out. provides validity <laughs> right that is about so, the clear i didn't know this was a rumor i thought this was fact uh henry cavill has been rumored in every superhero property since he he basically unceremoniously got fired from wb um, I mean, he was the Beyonder. He's rumored as He's the next James Bond. James Bond, Captain Britain, the Beyonder, the everything. He's just been rumored in, and um, I have no doubt that WB wants to retain his Sentinel. <laughs> that was a rumor. Sentinel. The um, Sentinels from X Men, like the big things. No, Marvel Sentinel or um. The character the Sentinel, guy. like Marvel's version of Superman. Ah, uh, gotcha. Sentinel. Not, not the big Sentinels. No, 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 not the robot. No, there's Sentry, but there's another one that's Squadron Supreme. Wait, that you're talking I'm about. thinking of. I'm having a brain fart here. Maybe it's Sentry. Issue on a yes, Sentry. Why am I colorblind? This is why we have JP on the show now. 
to correct <laughs> all our correct all my comic book mistakes. And I'm you're sure the guy that runs a, sh- a shop, ish. I know. It's, it's just like track it all days. kind of it all kind of melts together by the end of the week. Sure. Yeah. Um. But apparently that was from the article I read that has been taken down now. Um, that was one of the stipulations from the rock of doing black Adam or continuing to do black Adam was that Henry Cavill Superman had to be in it. And a lot of the rumor coming out is from early screenings that say he is in it. Um, but yeah, like I said, that, that story came out and that article was taken down just as quickly as it was put up. So I think that we'll find out on the 20th, that definitely gives you some, uh, some inkling that there's a bit of truth behind it, but I don't care either way because I'm not going to see Black Adam and I don't care about Superman. So I, I still think Henry Cavell is a shitty Superman. I well, you're not seeing a movie that, that features an A-list. I have not seen a movie that features, that features an A-list actor. Nope. Not going to do it. Oh man. That I think his questions suit looks A-list cool. status. I think his suit looks pretty cool. I just can't get past the fact that every trailer I see, man, I just see the rock. I don't see, I don't see black Adam. Like I'm not, there's no believability here. Like Mm. he's typecasted as the rock. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) He can't be anything else. (laughs) I don't know. I miss uh, Henry CJ upper lip. (laughs) That, um, what was that movie he did with Kevin Hart? The one where he's like, uh, he used to be overweight. Oh, wow. and Central Intelligence. Yeah, that yep. movie's fucking awesome. It's <laughs> a great movie. Now that's better than Me Time. <laughs> I don't. I don't get why uh, DC keeps bringing. They're trying to kill the Snyderverse, but they keep bringing these people, everyone back. Oh yeah, so. it's a question we've been asking for years, man. It, it makes absolutely no sense. Say the Snyderverse is dead, yet they're still like Shazam's coming out, Flash is coming out, fucking Black Adam. Because the people Hawk calling Man. the shots have no idea what they're doing. Nope. But have they actually said those words? The Snyderverse is dead. Yeah. Or is that just that's just shit we see on the internet? No, they've come out and said, like David Zaslav, I think his name is. He said, uh, "The Snyderverse is no more." Yeah, they want to move away from the Snyderverse and build individual movies. They didn't say they wouldn't continue working with these actors, but they want to build individual universes. That's why. You got Robert Pattinson's The Batman. That's why they're focusing on Joker. Um, so, Folly Adieu. Not the name of the next movie. Yeah. No, but what what's funny is they say they want to do these standalone movies, but doesn't Black Adam and Shazam eventually have to meet? Yep. Yeah. Isn't that the whole purpose of both of them? <laughs> I mean, they have identical suits. And that's the other thing everyone talks about the uh, Superman cameo. Like, I'm totally expecting a Shazam cameo in this Black Adam. That would make more sense. No. He uh, Rock said he didn't want Shazam in this movie. He wanted this as a standalone for Black Adam. But then this rumor you're talking about now mentioned that the Rock said bring in Henry Cavill. So I don't know why he didn't want Shazam in it, and why he wants Henry Cavill and Superman in it. I, I don't understand if there's any. Maybe that's what that's why there's no validity to that. So yeah. we'll, I, well, I think it's because you're he's they've pitched this movie as Passing the DC the hierarchy court. is about to change, and that he pitches it as Shazam is the the or not Shazam, but Black Adam is the 
the biggest the biggest baddest man in the dc universe and there's a line in um the movie where he says nobody there's nobody on this planet that can stop me so it would make sense that superman and him would have to face off so he wants that that big hero to face off against him and it's like shazam isn't quite as good you know yeah right isn't quite good enough as superman so but isn't shazam just kind of a cheap knockoff of superman as far as his power yeah I would say cheap. And so are you te- are you telling ju- me that judgy. Black Adam is going to beat Superman at the end of this movie? I wouldn't be surprised if he beats him down. Or they fight to a stalemate or or something. Aside but, from your hate of Henry Cavill, is it is this speaking from your hatred of Henry Cavill or is this speaking from what you actually think happened in the movie? I'm thinking of oh, it's coming from multiple sources, my hate for Henry Cavill, my hate for Superman and the fact that I think it would be a good direction to take the movie where they either beat Superman down or they fight to a stalemate. Yeah. He must have loved Superman Returns when they stabbed him in the back with that uh, Krypton or uh, the knife, the Krypton knife or whatever you call it, the uh, Kryptonite Kryptonite knife. knife. That was not Uh, the best Superman movie. His butthole was cannon. I would like to see him. I would like to see uh, Shazam. Cannonball show up in this and then watch Billy Batson get the piss beat out of him by Black Adam. And then he's like, I got to call my friend Superman after you get the teaser at the end of the first Shazam. So <laughs> Superman shows up and then they fight. Oh, man. But dude, Shazam already got his ass kicked by Mark Strong. Like how how <laughs> Mark Strong almost handed him his ass. So wouldn't well, I want to see? I mean, I'm saying like get the dog piss beaten out of him. Like, yeah. But now there's six of them. Yeah. Yeah, they well, don't they match can... up too well. And what you're saying from those shows and this darkness of the Black Adam here, I don't know if it's they're yeah. two different types of movies. So the early reports though is that the the Black Adam has the highest body count of any superhero movie to date. So really, what do you what does that be, mean? He's going to be killing people left and right. So it's going to be violent. Sign me up. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I'll see it. Maybe if they put hair on the rock for this role, like Black Adam had, where he had the little widow's peak, then maybe I could see it. But I just see the rock in a dirty costume. You should get the, the, the mustache they had to CGI off of Henry Cavill. <laughs> now, now transfers onto the Black rock's Adam. head. Just the mustache. Could be yeah, like they're looking, the version they're looking of the, for the Venom symbiote. It's just this mustache that travels from character to character. <laughs> oh man, yeah, they could save money on CGI. Just grab it from the other movie. Or here it is, right here. Black Adam and Superman are fighting in in the sky, and they hit each other with a double knockout blow, and they fall to the earth. And they crash into an apartment in Wisconsin, into a bedroom where Jeffy Dahmer's standing there with a videotape, and he puts it in. He says, "We're gonna watch a movie." <laughs> there you go. And they just been, both get Dahmered. I thought you were gonna go. The Rock was gonna steal Aaron Rodgers' mustache. That's where I no. thought you were going with that. <laughs> no. Um. 
That that sounds like a Rock and Kevin Hart movie right there, though, where they're international mustache thieves and just go around <laughs> stealing random mustaches. Your mom says she'd watch that. Which one? The the Jeffrey the Dahmer movie you one just pitched. The... Yeah, the movie you just pitched. I'd watch it too. Hell yeah! Oh, were there international mustache thieves? <laughs> oh man! The no, the Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, the one. Dahmer. Oh, okay, there you go. The Dahmer heist. We're going to watch a movie. All right. What's next? And what's the movie? It's the Mario Ooh, Brothers live this? action movie. <laughs> uh, coming out of New... Well, this is kind of two parts. So some of this news broke at San Diego. Some of it broke today at uh, New York Comic Con. Uh, but Team NT creators announced two new stories from the last Ronin universe titled The Last Days and a prequel to the popular series titled The Last Years. So the last years was actually announced at San Diego Comic-Con, um, but the last days was just announced today. Last, last days day. is going to be a one-shot that lost. will have a great... Or Sorry, lost days. Sorry, Lost years, lost days, lost mine, lost everything. Um, <laughs> but the lost days is a new one-shot that will have a great weight from the story uh, and the world that is being built and then lost years will not only be a prequel to The Last Ronin, but will also behave as a sequel to the series as well so lost days does not yet have a release date but the lost years will release in november of 2022 wait and it's so going to be a prequel a and a sequel to last ronin that's no, what no, saying, no. there's yes. two books no 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 so last days is well, a prequel to last the- ronin but it's also working as a sequel so if you spoiler alert if you didn't read the last ronin series at the very end of it there's four new turtles April has four new turtles that are being in her care. So I almost have a feeling that like it's going to be the you're reading the journals of Michelangelo through these new turtles. So they're kind of reading the journal journals of Michelangelo and you're doing flashbacks of what the journals are saying or what the writings or teachings are saying. Kind of like because I believe it's been so long since I read this, but I believe he had like a book from master splinters teaching. So yeah, I kind of wonder if he's, if these new turtles are going to be reading from that. And so you're seeing that play out as they're learning to become the new turtles. And then they're going to pivot to these new four turtles. So question for you on these books, because one of the reasons I think the, the last Ronin was so spectacular is that Eastman and Laird did it together. Is Laird is not part of the Eastman is, included in this yes but Laird does not so i think that's and i have a spoiler alert they mm. barely worked on the last ronin it was actually other people yeah i think there's only more a couple like pages in the whole series that's actually eastman and Laird. i was very disappointed to find that out but well you yeah, can tell you can definitely tell which p- pages are eastman's like yes you, you yes. can't miss that so are you talking about the the flashback pages? Yes. Mm-hmm. But the but There's... the bulk of the story was written by two other written and drawn by two other people. Yeah. Oh, that. At least their names are in the book, so it's not like they were ghost ghost writers. But I don't know. Everyone just assumed, oh, this, this is Eastman and Laird through and through. And it was I like, thought that's why it was so good. They kind of they like... kind of cameoed. Well, it was it was off of their initial story that they wrote. And then never finished. And then this new team w- under the yeah, guy. I don't know why, of, why they they couldn't. Maybe Eastman and Laird literally still can't work together anymore. Well, they had that. They have to bring that, in 
someone like else kind of actually do the work. Well, I think if you watch that, the toys that made us is that show, what it is? Laird sold all his rights to to everything turtles and Eastman. He did, still and then he got real bitter at Eastman mm-hmm. becoming like a gajillionaire. Yeah. Well, Eastman sold all his rights to Nickelodeon, right? Um, I don't. Th- I don't but think he sold all his rights. Doesn't Nickelodeon own the turtles? Um, I I don't know how that shakes out. I don't know. No, I think that's real disappointing. I, I thought right, that that was the reason why the book was so them. good. What's that ish? I think you're right. The Nickelodeon does own them. The story was so good because they took the the turtle that was the most like goofy one, goofy or let's say airheaded and made him basically the, the last standing member. And he had to carry all that grief and weight. And it was just a, a good all around story. I think, I don't think it had really anything to do with Eastman or Laird is more than just, like I said, the blueprint, but I would say it's probably one of the best books I've ever read. Like but, yeah, no surprise. Good. I believe it was the number one best-selling comic of 2021. It it is phenomenal. Like I rare like I read that book on my iPad and then went out and bought the compendium of all the issues from Ish. But it's that good, dude. That book is that good. I tell people about it all the time. I'm like, you have no idea how cool the turtles can be. Just read this book. Dude, we got we got in last Ronin lunchboxes. Really? Diamond exclusive. They only made three thousand units each, and we got one. We got two of them. Huh? You're gonna have to put one of those in the back for me. Just throwing, <laughs> just throwing that out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> metal ones. Ish was you guys yeah, like metal ones with the cool. thermos and everything. Oh, that's cool. What was that, JP? I did. I just looked it up. They did sell to Nickelodeon, so just confirmed it. There you go. I thought they I thought they owned it because Nickelodeon's name. I'm pretty sure Nickelodeon is listed in the last Ronin. But he's very still very much involved in the comic book. Um, yeah, he still has the B cover and... for the for the main mm-hmm. turtle series. I think almost every issue now for like the last 20 issues, he's done the B cover. Yeah, he's totally so it's very probably involved. one of those things where he sold the rights, but he still has creative mm-hmm. input into it. Which makes it even more disheartening that Michael Bay got to make those movies. Yeah. Well, what are you gonna do? But all right, let's jump into a little bit of video game news. Kind of in that main vein of video game movies. Classic PC oh game, The Oregon Trail, lands a musical film adaptation. It's not Oregon Ish, movie mute movie. your mic. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> Sitting there well, having a marital dispute. <laughs> well, he was talking about the. He was talking about the topic, man. A musical film based on the classic educational video game, The Oregon Trail, is currently in the works. Um, yeah, why? I don't know why you need this. It's just going to be like. I don't know. I, it's just going to be like any other like Oregon Trail movie, I guess. You get settlers moving west and on the Oregon Trail, and oh no, you we died of dysentery. Yeah. 
Like half of the fun of this game was you being able to 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 make the decisions for the group, but like die of dysentery. Yeah, I don't think I ever made it to, to Oregon, so it, <laughs> I never understood the point of this game. No, there's like, a card game of it. They they've really like monopol or not monopol uh, monetized the hell out of this. Like you die in a foot of water, you know, drown in a foot of water trying to forge a river, or you get shot, or you get bit by a rattlesnake, or yeah, you die of dysentery. It's, I mean, it, if all the people make it to the end of this movie alive, this movie's a failure. <laughs> well, the good news is is that the guys that did Hit Monkey are involved, so I hope it's as as good as hit monkey was yeah you liked hit monkey uh it was all right i never you're the one that told me to watch it i never finished it really Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know well we'll see and then uh trusted video game journalist and indie game writer tom henderson claimed players looking to see all of what ragnarok god of war ragnarok has to offer will need to invest an estimated 40 hours to experience all of its content. The game's main story allegedly compares uh, comprises half of the estimated playthrough time with approximately three and a half hours of cutscenes and uh, throughout the video game campaign. The game's side quest will autom- uh, additionally take up in another 20 hours to complete. Though Henderson noted, players might see differing clear speeds depending on their skills and level of playstyle. Oh, so 40 hours is the estimated, so it's probably going to take me 80. 40 to beat the entire game. Isn't that the same as, like, Valhalla? 40-hour work week. Yeah. Isn't that the same as kind of Valhalla? Is that Ciampa? That is is Tommaso Ciampa, yep. Yep. You got it. That's Tommaso Ciampa in a fucking video game? I want to play it now. (laughs) It's not really I love me some Tommaso Ciampa. It looks like (laughs) that. The wrestler? Yeah. That's it, who everybody wants to play this guy, yeah. isn't it? Mm-hmm. But there you go. Well, he, he was born to play this, whatever this role is. Now it's time. We've been talking about it the entire night. It's time to do some some reviews. Silence and it's time trouble. for everyone's favorite segment ish hit up hit us with a synopsis of this episode of she hulk thumbs down that's a synopsis <laughs> so fuck that show did you just burp i guess spoiler alert daredevil appears she hulk fights daredevil daredevil then bones she hulk then the next morning she hulk tells us how satisfied she is End of episode. Daredevil does the walk of shame. Oh yeah, and then there's like the the fucking leapfrogger dude and a whole bunch of other stuff. I'm so done with this show. So he's called Leapfrog. Wasn't he called Frogman in the comics? Uh, Leapfrog in uh, is it Frogman? Because when he said Leapfrog, I was like, I swear his name was Frogman. Well, there's two of them. There's a father and son. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so one was a bad guy in the comics, and then the son was a good guy, and then and they I think they flipped it in this in She Hulk, where now the kid's a bad guy and the, and the son or the dad's a good guy. 
What's funny is the kid wants to be a good guy. He's just a fucking spoiled brat. Yep. He's because isn't his dad really rich or something? Yep. I don't know. The Daredevil scenes were cool. I'll give the episode credit for the first time, I think, since the first episode, she actually hulked out and used her Hulk powers, albeit against another Marvel superhero, but and some really super low tier villains. But at least we got to see some some hulking out. Yeah, the end of the episode, she she has a rage, like she goes into full Hulk rage. She does the whole hand slap. I do that sometimes at the shop. Just (laughs) gets rid of customers. Blow out the door. So, did you guys notice a little tease for uh, Red Hulk? Yes, you can't miss it. She basically says it. Hey, I was I was speaking more facetiously. (laughs) They literally say, "Yeah, (laughs) what do you expect, a Red Hulk?" I was trying to I was trying to work it into the conversation. I guess I didn't do a good job. Um, I wish Sam was here because I want I want his take on how a lawyer from New York can suddenly appear in court in the state of California and practice law <laughs> without, a, without a California legal license. But hey, a show that's called Attorney at Law, no expectation whatsoever that they should understand how attorneys or law works. <laughs> Listen, I think it's funny that. Not only have we complained that she has been the least interesting character in her own show, but it's funny that she even gets outlawed in her own show <laughs> by Matt Murdock. But if the if this whole show was like this episode, I would be okay with it. Like this is like the first episode in a few weeks. Yeah, it sticks with the trope where she's horny and gets banged out, but whatever it was funny watching daredevil do the walk of shame i don't care what anybody says i don't know why i just couldn't put his shoes on and walk i mean what the heck? right but i like yeah. the little the little nod to wolverine when her paralegal comes out and she's got like the makeup brushes in in between her fists like we all used to do with pencils in school is to try to be wolverine and i enjoyed it i thought the leapfrog stuff was was pretty funny when you know he's Getting, he's telling that story and he's really getting the shit kicked out of him and by two dudes. And I, I thought it had a good comedic value. And out of out of all the episodes, it was like the best one. Yeah, I feel like yeah, there's this, this maybe one. like two or three high points of this entire series, and then the rest has just been absolute dog shit. Yep. I think she probably so, looked good in this episode as uh, as She Hulk. Not that she doesn't, but. They actually had clothes that fit her as opposed to the suit she was wearing in the previous episodes when she twerked. So, yeah, the CGI is awful. I mean, and and what's even worse is when they use the CGI when they don't have to. Like, they CGI Daredevil running. Why? Why couldn't you just get him to run? You can make him do more acrobatic effects then. Like, if you look the... They say that this Daredevil is the same one from the Netflix series, but there's small differences, not just the suit, but like you never saw when he jumps off the garage and you see him like hop down and then swing into the lower level. He wasn't doing stuff like that in the Netflix show. No, because they didn't have as big of a budget. And like when she smashes the ground and he's running and he like puts his arms out and braces himself and like uses that to springboard up like you weren't seeing him do that kind of acrobatic stuff in that Daredevil show. The way he speaks is also lighter. Did you notice that? It's not as like 
brooding, I guess. Mm -hmm. So like you can, like, I honestly feel like it's a complete reboot. Well, like, yeah, just, just like Kingpin in, just like if you look at Kingpin in, uh, in Hawkeye, Hawkeye, he was more of a powerhouse. He a little bit more like that super strength type stuff to him. And yeah, you know, but I liked, I liked how more lighthearted he was and kind of that quick wit he kind of had in this Daredevil had and just his banter with Jennifer and how he kept telling her, you're not a superhero. And I like how they started to give you the hallway trope that Daredevil became known for. And then she just smashes through it. Like, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed yeah, this. I totally expected a hallway fight to bust out. <laughs> right. Cause it would have been cooler if it was fight. all one shot, that scene where he was going through all those guys in the hallway, like what Daredevil always did. It was always a one shot. Um, yeah, I was a little disappointed by that. It would have been cool to, cause that was always the best thing about Daredevil were those one shot scenes that they did. Each season had one, I think, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, complete one shot. This one had cut it a little bit too much. Like it was still cool seeing Charlie Cox again, like kind of kicking ass and being a smart ass. And I don't know, I I liked it. His his suit is. I'm not sure about the red and yellow man or the brown and yellow. I guess you could say ketchup and mustard. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not. Like I love that suit in the books, but I'm just not, not in real life. Yeah, I'm not sold on it. Like I'm not sold on it. Well, get comfortable there, Lance. Yeah, I am. I'm gonna lean back. <laughs> <laughs> You're like fall off screen. <laughs> I just realized how much I, uh, off screen I was. Let me fix this. But like there was, there was some some funny. Like I laughed. I laughed better? out loud at the the walk of shame scene and i laughed at the um when leapfrog like jumps out the window and breaks his legs like i thought that was pretty funny or I, like it's the first time I've, I've laughed out loud as something funny instead of just being cringy but then it gets cringy again because then when the king hulk stuff starts playing at the the gala and they're basically showing a sex a she hulk sex tape because she's kim <laughs> kardashian and then it's like, oh, and she's a slut. It's like, all right, cool. Just you just gotta throw in there that she's a slut. Nice. But yeah, it it was it was a little upsetting because she kind of freaks out over that, and it's kind of understandable that she freaks out, and everybody's like, like I'm sure there's gonna be yeah, consequences for, for a freak out. Yeah, I don't know. It, the show's fun for what it is. I just wish that they. A lot of it is just really lowbrow. It could have been, it could have been so much smarter. I feel like, like, I think we all wanted to kind of see more of a law procedural type thing, like actually see her as, because in the comics she's a good lawyer, right? And in this, they haven't really convinced us that she's a good lawyer. And in fact, I would say maybe not even five percent of this whole show has she actually been doing lawyer shit. No. Correct. It's been mostly her trying to get laid. It's been a long, drawn-out series. I think they could get a lot more mileage out of the story, too, if they had just maybe teased a potential romance with Daredevil and She-Hulk instead of well, just going they they at the end of the episode. straight to bed, and they boned it. Yeah. 
he's kind of doing it for me. And then she even just like, like a subtle tease that maybe in the future they'll, you know, something will bud that you can get a lot more mileage out of that. They just, I think, yeah, you're, I think you're going to get the, it. The boudoir humor. How much you want to bet she makes an appearance in Born Again? Oh, sure. I'm sure she will. I don't think this is the last because I think everybody has said, oh, this is this is much better than the other than the rest of the episodes they've been given us. So Marvel's going to see that and automatically put these two together more often, I would assume. Cardi West, she can't say that's not me because everyone knows that She-Hulk and Jennifer Walters are the same person. So whether she's transformed or not, it, there's no denying that's her. But but Bruce Banner can do that. Why can a man do that and a woman can't? Well, she even says, "I'm not. A, I know, I'm, just I'm not trying to hide my identity. I'm but. just joking." Yeah. Uh, did you see one more episode? Poster? Yep, one more. Yeah. Do you see any of the character drive, posters please. for Daredevil? No. From this? Uh uh-uh. uh. Him doing the walk of shame? No. JP brought up a good point. Why didn't he put on his shoes? Like I know the walk of shame is usually he's reserved he's, for like, he really he's, man, he's blind. He just got laid. Like he apparently, according to Jennifer, it was a good lay and she's very satisfied. So he's probably proud of himself. And maybe he just wanted to connect and feel the earth underneath him. So he didn't <laughs> want the, the boots to, you know, inhibit that. Just naked feeling he could feel with his feet. So he's like, I'm gonna barefoot it, man. Or maybe he was wearing high heels. He's a fucking hurt. daredevil. He can do whatever he wants. <laughs> well, since he's in California, it's not to worry about anyone recognizing him, I guess. Right. He, just well, he was wearing his mask, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah well, she they didn't probably never seen him off that way, so he can do the walk of shame a couple times before they say, is that daredevil? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're a long ways from Hell Kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. The show's cool. Werewolf by Night was way better. They just need to have a villain now called the Foot Fetish. She Hulk, the show is cool. What? It was cool. It is cool. (laughs) What did you say? All right, never mind. No, what did you say? Me or Matt? No, ish. Ish. What did you say? I was asking, did you just say that She Hulk was a cool show? No, I was just kind of being like, eh, whatever. (laughs) That was more like an if, whatever. But like I said, they just need to have a villain called Foot Fetish, and then he can just be like, oh, "My God, that's Matt Murdock walking down the street in a in a <laughs> daredevil outfit." I'd recognize those feet anywhere. Fun. So, do you think we're gonna get a scene with Froggy and Leapfrog together? Probably not. <laughs> no, I think Death Character was is one off and just as uh, usable as uh, Porcupine was. And the one, uh, the one that constantly dies. What's his name? I have to say, the mortal man. The one that dies over and over. Mortal man, yeah. Mortal man or the mortal? What were you gonna say, JP? Mister Mortal. I was gonna say, listening to some of the spec talk as this show was coming about, you know, and all the stuff that got leaked, porcupine, leapfrog, and then you see these guys on screen and you say. I really just buy that book for 500 bucks or whatever it would have been for these, you know, D-list characters that meant nothing to the show. I mean, they're totally irrelevant. They're just a throw-in. That's so. 
Should have learned. Like I learned that way back in WandaVision, man. You can't speculate on these shows because you're going to be sadly mistaken. Like think of all the people that paid a shit ton of money for the first Mephisto and that didn't pan out and you pay all this money for these That's books. That's still a cool book regardless. It is. It is a cool book, but like the if speculation your spec game, is like Silver Age or Good Bronze Age, then you're, you're not yeah, going wrong but either way. With the spec game, if, yeah, you're, if you're buying a 90s book and, yeah. it's, and it's some bomb, then yeah. If you're buying these books after the show or after they've already been announced they're going to be in the show, you're late to the game. Like that's... Yeah, people were buying that this the uh, porcupine appearance, whatever tales to astonish. Or, I don't know what episode it was or what what us, what show or what book it was, but you, you bought that for a, such a terrible appearance. So how much was that? Book that's going a silver age book. How much was that book going What's for? That? How much was that book going for? A couple hundred, from what I gather, when I remember, it was it was yeah. a silver age book. Now did man thing villain spec is always awful. D level uh spec or D level villain spec is just piss money away. Yeah. But I don't, I don't disagree. Was that um did man did man thing jump up in value? I'm sure it will after today. Yeah. It did even before because you could see him in in the uh, trailer. That's been jumping up and that at least panned out. Yeah, Work that was fucking it. awesome. Hey, Are come, about come to Fantastic Worlds Comics right now because we got first appearance man thing in Savage Tales sitting in our sitting in our case at whatever what the current prices. Shit, I can't remember. Uh yeah, to be honest, I can't remember. Is it decent? It is. If it's in the case, it's decent. No, no, no. Because you're asking price decent. Yeah. Show discount. Um, We give a what? Show discount? Yeah. Come in and say absolute geek. We'll give you a deal. (laughs) Bill looked at me like like I was a fucking space alien when I said, Yeah, I do the show with Ish. He's like, The fuck are you talking about? (laughs) I was like, Can you just call Ish and ask him where my shit is? (laughs) Oh, Bill's a funny guy, dude. I like him. Bill does a good one. Talk about you. No. I was like, yeah, I do the show. Oh, where'd JP go? I don't know. Yeah, I I, I ask I'd say, hey, I'm Lance. I do the show with Ish. He's, he just looked at me with the blankest stare, dude. Like, what the fuck am I talking about? Oh, he's back. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I think he figured it out? out. Yeah, he figured it out. I said, just call Ish. He he's, like, he's like, I'm tired of you, bad. I'm tired of you, Lance. I'm getting out of here. No, he's actually a really nice guy. He gave me a free poster. No, I was talking about JP. He's like, I'm tired oh. of you, Lance. I'm out of here. <laughs> Heard enough. I'm just a little worried about Ish. Ish, you feeling okay? Yeah, why? Oh, you just haven't ate anything since you've been on the show. <laughs> dude, I had He's two, worried I about had your diet. hot dogs on air. Why is it? What's dude, with hot, hot dogs? You hot dogs? Did you like Literally inhale on them? Air, like, I, I never saw that. Ate two hot dogs. <laughs> I never saw you eat two hot dogs either. I thought I'd eat them, but I thought it was like, you literally oh. was way bigger, and I even ate the fucking bread ends live on air. I was not double fisting. Double fisting. I was not double fisting because I even I prepared them one. I, I brought one over. Did you, I, I mean, did you even taste them? Like you fucking, you just had to like swallow them whole then. I never, I never saw that. I'm glad that I wasn't. I'm not. 
in the minority. Matt's like, I never saw it either. I saw him eat them. Would, would they, do you make them in the boiling? You boil your hot dogs, you make them on a grill. He's uh, these were kind of shit. like um, microwave sausages. So I actually uh, fried them on a pan. Okay. Aaron says you were deep throat. Like hot dog, hot dogs, I'll boil in water. Oh. Chocolate starfish in the hot dog flavored water. Aaron you said didn't you see were all the ketchup and mustard like out of my mouth. On no, I never saw any of that shit, dude. I never you saw You need to any watch me more. That's the oh, problem, right? right here you on... need to watch my little square. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to sit here and just be like, Yes. What, what is he doing? doing Analyze what this fucking doing? painting behind me a little, little better. <laughs> of the Hungarian <laughs> I put things in my mouth, then you need to be watching. Uh, okay, I don't, I don't, I don't pay attention for when other men put things in their mouth. I'm sorry. Well, you missed, well, you missed a whole. It's on Pornhub already. Ma- Toronto Maple Leafs fan deep throats two hot dogs while on podcast. <laughs> I was seriously worried about him. I was like, Ish, is your tummy feeling okay? You feeling okay, bud? <laughs> but oh, um, Savage Tales won the first man thing. You can get a six, five to seven, like low grades on, on eBay for a good amount. If you want a graded one, nine to 2,500 bucks. Jeez. Um, there's a 4.5. You know what? I think ours is a nine, four. I think ours is a nine four at two thousand. I want to say, Jesus Christ, <laughs> too rich for my blood. Yes, dude. Well, the porcupine. But if you know it's hard. just going to go up in value, that's a good investment if you can afford. Oh yeah, you know. I just don't buy comics, so it'll drop off after the show. Then yeah, we'll I think it. it's going to drop off heavily. Like, because when are they going to use Man Thing again? Like. This I this is all FOMO buying, dude. Uh, all these are FOMO. Well, that prices. book has more cachet value than just the man thing. Well, it's the Savage James Conan, Conan but is also, yeah, come on. But didn't Marvel just get rid of their rights to Conan the Barbarian? So well, they didn't dude, get I rid, don't think he's going to show up in a. Yeah, that just makes that just makes all his Marvel stuff. His the the Marvel Conan epic collections like immediately sold out, went out of print. They're running for like crazy prices now. The when, moment when Marvel lost up, Conan, Conan yeah. went out. Yeah, you're passing over Aaron's up. comments. I don't know what she's talking about. He was deep throating this. Oh, yeah, no, she said deep throating, and then she said except with Max and Lance, or with Max and Lance. And then I can't believe you passed <laughs> over my comment. I don't know, <laughs> but all I know is I missed. I apparently missed Ish just fucking housing some hot dogs <laughs> so i did too man it's a, my favorite part of the week is see what ish is eating on a friday night yeah, life 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 passes you by fast then you have that's, a sad fucking life if that's what you live for is. to watch a man i'm just saying i'm just saying it's more entertaining than she hulk oh okay she's not said, wrong said you're not wrong he doesn't pay attention to when a man is putting things in their mouth and you and she said except max and lance okay. oh i got gotcha. you got it no got actually it. max and i have <laughs> uh you put, you put i got each, other, each other's couple, mouths no 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 i got in a fight with him a couple years ago because he had just uh oh he's gonna be pissed if i say that uh he had just been diagnosed with diabetes and it was when he was really overweight and we were, we, his wife wanted uh fucking Krispy Kreme donuts and he got two boxes and I watched him eat an entire box on the way home 
of Krispy Kreme donuts and I fucking yelled at him. <laughs> I know. We're like an old married couple. Yeah. It's an amazing story, Lance. It wasn't meant to be like this fucking like <gasps> dude, it was riveting. I hope someone fucking adapts that into a screenplay. <laughs> the crispy cream. That could movie be the final episode of Shield, well. for all we know. Yeah. She just eats a it's the only she's time I ever got mad at him. A box of donuts. She just gets so depressed that her sex tape leak that she just houses like gallons of Ben and Jerry's and like four dozen Krispy Kreme donuts. <laughs> How much you want to bet we spent this episode eating a gallon of ice cream? I'm gonna if you want to bet you need a better internet connection. Is my internet fucking up? Yes. Oh Your yeah, it's worse right dishes. I'm connection. Yeah, I was just gonna say for once, I don't have the worst internet here. <laughs> we are we are having like major storms outside. I don't know if it's raining where you guys are at. All right, werewolf by night. Let me turn off my camera. That might thoughts help. on werewolf by night. It's awesome. you, did you watch it, JP? Yep. I'll let you start then. I Man. I, I uh, what's funny is. I don't. I don't want to give anything away till we get. To, you know, till we go through a little bit further. But I forgot it was a werewolf by night until he was in the cage halfway through the show, because I just thought it was a Bloodstone show now with Elsa and Ulysses and all that. And and I and I totally forgot it was werewolf by night. I was like, who's this guy supposed to be? He's a monster. Whenever he grabbed the the uh, the stone, and then I'm like, oh yeah, this is werewolf by night. And then that man thing was cool. And I man thought, thing was fucking awesome. He he was on the and the the blood how they did it it was pretty graphic but it wasn't mm -hmm. so I think they got some liberties by it being black and white but it was still pretty graphic I thought for a Marvel show you know Disney Plus show it was kind of it was like Hershey syrup yep the syrup yeah. but they were hitting people in the head they cut off some you know throw you know it was just it was it was graphic I thought not not that I cared but I was like oh this is cool they they didn't. They didn't dull it down. They, you know, it still looked pretty graphic. It still looked like it was uh, violent. It was everything you want to be in a horror show around Halloween. I wonder, I, I read a report a couple days ago that they were going to do more, like a lot of these shows that they were talking about. I don't think it's any that we've heard of yet, but they were going to do like these episodic type shows and they're talking about doing them as special presentations now. And I think that that, potentially could be where could potentially be a win for marvel to the do these special presentations because you didn't have to add a bunch of filler shit into this it was just like straight from the get-go story beginning middle end like it was captivating it was beautifully shot i thought um oh, it was great and you didn't have fucking you know werewolf by night fucking twerking or some bullshit like that like and man thing just looked phenomenal didn't he like he i thought he didn't make sweet love to man thing <laughs> no man man thing just, you know what's crazy is man thing looked so good and then they had werewolf by night come on and he looked so bad he looked like teen wolf michael j fox yeah the face was okay but the but the body was like, well, they could have done better with that. He looked like someone was wearing a suit. Yeah, yeah. It, it honestly reminded me of Teen Wolf. Yep. And I just don't understand how they go from something that looked as great as Man-Thing did, even when it went to color at the end, looked as good as Man-Thing, and then 
had that be the werewolf. That's the one downside I felt in this whole show. But it reminded me when I was watching, my dad is not a Marvel fan whatsoever. Will not watch them. But I honestly, because I grew up watching Young Frankenstein and, you know, Bride of Frankenstein, all those black and white um, Halloween movies. And I was watching this. I was like, I think my dad would actually get into this. Like, it reminded me of those old black and white monster movies, you know? Yeah, the, the, you had even had the O-ring show up in a couple of scenes, you know, with mm -hmm. the, the, the Flash. Um, I thought that was, thought they did it well, the, the way the credits started out. Was, was awesome how they switched over from the Marvel credits to the black and white. And then the show itself looked like you were watching something from the fifties, like the, the, whatever was it, the creature from the black lagoon coming on. It's pretty neat. I, Cardi West, I, I, I understand what you're saying. It was practical. Right. And I understand the, I understand the point you're trying to make, but what I'm saying is man thing was not. So why was it okay for man thing to not be practical but it wasn't okay for Werewolf by Night. Do you understand what I'm saying? I think it's so, just because he saw the transformation. They wanted the transformation to be practical and all that to be a practical effects, kind of like they did in the old, um, you know, monster, the old werewolf movies and, and stuff like that. So that's why that was it's. But it was all by shadows, the transformation. You which, never was saw cool, it. But, which is how they would have done it in the, in, the old days in those movies too. So why couldn't you just see like have that practical effect of him changing like that with the shadows and then have something that looked a little bit more realistic afterwards? I thought he looked plenty realistic. He wasn't, he, he, I thought he was the perfect combination of wolf and man. It wasn't like what we're used to seeing where it's just a, a werewolf on two legs. Like I thought it was a good combination of, a wolf and man versus what we typically get when we typically see werewolves and it's just a dude like a, a human where wolf essentially i think it, it was good except the the body part i think didn't it looked he looked too bulky for the rest of them like his chest and his everything looked like he was a guy in a in a stuffed suit with hair yeah like the grill suit and then that the, the head looked all right the face looked all right but i thought they yeah. could have done better with Go ahead, JP. Sorry. No, it's, they just could have done better with the, the middle part of the, the costume. It looked like something you'd buy for Halloween. See, I wanted something more like like this. Like Man Thing was not CGI. Man Thing was completely practical. No, I know. Or Man Thing was CGI. No, completely. That was a that was a dude in a suit. Yeah, I think everything in this move in this show was practical. Yeah, there was no yeah, well, he there was looked no phenomenal. That was the big thing with this is that it was all practical shots. Well, not really. I mean, because the bloodstone that was all CGI, and when he was melting people, when he was grabbing them, that was all. I'm CGI. talking like man thing and the werewolf transformation. It was that was all. I thought he looked beautiful. Stuff. I don't I you thought guys it was agree? CGI because like, it looked pretty good. But I just. I'm gonna see if I can get find a picture of him. That was CGI, dude. That maybe it was just me, but I feel like they didn't do. Do you feel like maybe they didn't do a good enough job of explaining the why you should want this bloodstone and what the whole premise of the bloodstone is? Like, I think if you're a comic book reader, you understand it, but if 
you're somebody who's not familiar with Werewolf by Night, not familiar with this artifact, I, I felt like they didn't do a great job of explaining why all these people want that stone. Wasn't that stone a kind of a big um, 80s Captain America arc? It was like a Bloodstone four issue. I don't remember. And one of the, I think the second one is like a first. I know it was like someone. a Marvel Presents. The Marvel Presents number one is the, the first appearance of it. See, I don't think this is a do. I think that's CGI. That one that could be non. It's not. Look it. Look it up. It, oh, you found evidence of this? Yes, that's amazing. It looks really good. Well, good for them. It, it fooled me. I thought it was. It looks. That's really probably why good. it looks better than She-Hulk. Because I was like. If this is CGI, why why can they make this look good? But She-Hulk looks like ass. It looks really fucking good. Like I remember when he came on screen, I said, "Wow, dude!" If like I had to picture the embodiment of Man Thing, this is exactly what I would picture. Like it, I thought it was fucking awesome. The only but thing this is all CGI on. right here. Yeah, yeah that the was incinerating the the chick was. Yeah, was didn't Man Thing. At some time, what was the show? Uh, it was done by Peter Jackson, where he had the the aliens that were refugees on on Earth. District uh, Nine. They, District Nine. <laughs> Didn't he look well, that's like not Peter Disney. Jackson? It wasn't Peter Jackson. Produced by Peter Jackson. Yeah, it's a Neil. Oh, was Neil it? Camp. Yeah, oh, I didn't know that. I think it was produced. Yeah, where they I had the. Um, they did the effects. Like, the giant roach and people in South Africa. Yeah. yeah fucking great movie. Didn't didn't Man Thing look like those aliens for how he talked? Yes. It... Yeah, I get where you're going at. But that was CGI, right? District Nine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Most part, I thought I thought Man Thing was was uh, CGI as well. It looked like it. Some scenes maybe sitting at the campfire in the morning after in in color, but I thought the whole black and white was mostly CGI. I think there's something. To I think be District said. Nine is mocap, not CGI. It's mocap. Well, mo. Well, they have mo like the. The Hulk is shot in mocap, but his body is later put on by CGI. Yeah. So when you say like full CGI versus mocap, full CGI means they create the character from ground up, like no actor involved whatsoever. Oh, it's yeah. Mo-cap. I, I don't An think, actor I don't is think completely filmed that, really. with all the scenes and then they CGI over it. Yeah. Cause even Rocket like, Raccoon, I think two kind of really distinct methods. Yeah. Yeah. I could, I, yeah, I see where you're coming from. I think even Rocket Raccoon is Sean Gunn running around on the floor, isn't it? Yep. Well, I think that was just for blocking for like camera reference. He's wearing a mocap suit in because, the shot. Is he? Mm-hmm. Is that dude's pretty tall. Yeah, he's like literally crowd. Well, the same sh- thing with Andy Circus. When Andy Circus does Schmeagel, he's in a mocap suit running. He won an award, I and think. He's a pretty he? small guy. Yeah. No, yeah, but Sean Gunn, it was it was all mocap. I, I think Marvel's pretty practical okay. in that. Like, I don't think they really create any characters from the ground up like that. I think it's all mocap, isn't it? Pretty much, yeah. It'd be interesting. See, I thought to Rocket see how they was the Modoc. one exception, but yeah, yeah, it's Modoc. it's Sean Gunn. You know the way they did Thanos. You know that the actor's totally like there. You know, yeah, yeah like there's a stick on his head. There's like, a picture going around. Back. Of like Dave Batista with Rocket Raccoon as, and from uh, I want to say it's Guardians Two when he's petting him on the head, 
and literally like it shows him petting rocket and the next shot is the the non-cgi so it's just the dude the mocap and batista's like petting the dude's head yeah so it's is like it all right that's something yeah it's like he's sitting right next to him like crouched down like that's not awkward or nothing just some dude petting your head but yeah here it is right here let me see uh present share screen yeah it's it's sean gunn dude yeah so he's just like looks happy wow okay but that's not mocap he's wearing a green screen suit yeah i was gonna you know what i was gonna say and they just eliminate him and then put in a cgi rocket because rocket's not sit rocket would be standing not sitting there with his legs sticking out I think it's more just used as like a point of reference for when they get a CGI him in. Because this isn't even mocap. Mocap is the one where so they're in the thought, black yeah. suit with all the ping pong balls. Yeah. Correct. Yes. Um, I don't know, dude. I I really liked it. So I think I would... Rocket might be the might be completely CGI then. Possibly. So how do they do? Do we know how they do? Uh, then, Groot is is Groot. Groot obviously not vin diesel i'm gonna say groot is completely cgi too yeah and then just vin diesel and what's his name uh bradley cooper just do voice work yeah there you go it's something like korg you know korg is definitely mocap yeah so yeah groot is cgi so they just use him they just use this as like placement like where to put your eyes Correct. and stuff Oh yeah, I remember hearing this. It was James Gunn did all the dance moves for Baby Groot. This poor all guy right. and his knees. But let's talk. I, Andor, Lance wanted to touch on Andor. I'm not watching this show. Did either of you guys watch it? I've I've seen two episodes of it, two or three. Yeah, First you one where you dive into it. Going. I've seen three episodes. I was kind of hoping one of you guys could explain to me what the fuck is going on. <laughs> How many episodes are we in right now? I think we just, I think I just watched the fourth one. Four? Because they dropped okay, so the I first will... three episodes all at once and then the fourth one just came out. Okay. Yes. So you so haven't I've seen, seen the it first ish? three. I can't comment on the fourth. So let's hold this for next week because I want somebody to explain it to me. Because I don't oh, know yeah. what the fuck's going on. Ish, can you can you I'm kind of digging, I'm kind of digging it so far. I like I like it. in the first three episodes, it's kind of there was been a lot of criticism, and I kind of see it. There's no you're kind of waiting for the story to start. Um, because it seems like they're tying up loose ends from stories that occur before episode the first episode of this. But I'm kind of digging the vibe of the show. I like the music, the look. Sometimes it feels more like some parts felt more Blade Runner than Star Wars. And then when they're yeah. on the planet with the kids, oh, you're right, Zach, had, there is it, it made me My think bad. of like beyond Thunderdome and then, and then the, and then a droid comes back out and I'm like, okay, now it's star Wars again, but I'm okay with it so far. It, it definitely, this is what I was trying to tell Max. I, I was saying it, it feels less star Wars than anything else I've watched. Cause there's no light. Yeah. The, this whole corporation no business. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden. Yeah. All of a sudden there's corporation and corporate corporate security. And where, are, like, they where the the, are they How's supposed that to be the stormtrooper? JP, what were you saying? Are they supposed to be like the stormtrooper or something eventually, or what's their connection, the corporation to the empire? 
that's what i probably missed i think maybe. it's just the thing they're doing in the show just i think they're like literally, literally like criticizing capitalism but i think they're running it's, like the some, of the, some of the, the writer and stuff have hinted at that that that's their kind of stance on this show but all, all these corporations or like this M, these little segments of the empire, they're they're running like the mining towns, right? Because isn't that what they were kind of talking about? Well, yes, you guys haven't that's seen what it sounds episode, like, yeah. That they're running the mining towns. Because in this latest episode, they were looking at this big valley, and the guy's like, Oh, are you taking in the view? And the guy goes, Yeah, well, soon this is all gonna be gone. They're talking about building a base there or something like that. So the it almost seems like the they're like the lower yeah, I I really Zaggy like it. said there's been five the episodes. Yeah, he's right because I forgot last week that that's how forgettable this show is. It was three episodes dropped, and I forgot there was one last week and then this week. Like I just I've got no interest in this show whatsoever. So I've just kind of I was like, whatever. So Ish, really can you try to watch? That. Can you try to catch up before next week's show? I will. I will. Don't don't so do I can, it. So I can have somebody to talk because I don't know what the hell. I, I have to because my shame. The last two weeks, my shame has been the only show I'm caught up on is fucking She-Hulk. So, I would, yeah. so we don't so have to talk to Lord of the Rings. I need to catch up, up on, on the other that, stuff. Right? Uh, what? We don't have to talk Lord of the Rings. So you no, I'm talk good on Lord of the Rings. Fucking. You know, actually, I restarted Lord of the Rings. One, two, three. I'm all. I, I think I just haven't seen the last episode that dropped good are they you watching this jp if nobody else wants to talk about it i gotta watch this one i gotta watch um game of thrones what's the other one house, house of the dragon, dragon. I, love so, house of I hear dragon. that one's better than yeah. rings of power yeah we don't have to talk I, about rings that power, i'm gonna though. fall behind on because my house of dragon watching buddy is in taiwan right now so it's like three weeks taiwan, from now we'll have to resume. is that all resume that came out watch fest is that it that's all that came out yeah what yeah what uh, i mean unless you want to talk about oh go ahead i'm not caught or up uh that. season two of the mighty ducks game changers oh i've yes. caught up on that <laughs> <laughs> you all you that have shows, yeah that show's fucking awesome <laughs> i haven't started it yet i want to know where i can buy a pucky oh you haven't started it you have no idea what i'm talking about then no, the funny no, kid the yet. one that the podcaster what's his name nick he has this little fucking okay. stuff. He has this little stuffed hockey puck that he carries around. That's and I'm like, dude, I want right one there. of those. House of Dragons. JP, yeah. have you been liking Lord of the Rings? No, I didn't watch that yet. I watched um Oh, I thought you said you had, you had seen the first couple. House of Dragon. Okay. Are you liking oh, House of Dragons? Just said that was a little it. Some scenes in Game of Thrones were rough, and I was expecting this one to be worse. So, first episode started off with a couple uh, uh, dudes beating up the, uh, the locals. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it. I think I'm the only person on planet Earth not watching that show. I, I want to get back into it, but... I'm not a Game of Thrones... I'm not a fan of that... That I don't know how you would say it, because it's not a real... Give, like Dragon give House of the Dragon a chance, because it's it's... Honestly, a lot easier to watch than the great Game of Thrones was. But you don't think I need to see Game of Thrones to understand what? No, the because hell's going this on? is a prequel, so it's no. That's how I'm doing it, Lance. I haven't seen Game of Thrones before so Game of, Th- Game of Thrones. First. So I'm just not what, a whatever fan took of the place. dragons and shit. Like I'm just not. Neither I'm was never... I. I. I didn't. I didn't care for dragons and knights and stuff of that nature. And we during COVID, we watched 
Game of Thrones and we couldn't put it. We couldn't. We were up till four in the morning watching them. They were that, you know, enthralling to watch. I thought they were great. So I was hoping the same thing with House of the Dragon. It's just I haven't got the itch yet. Didn't it, just like Andor. Sometimes you're not into it until you until you're into yeah. it. Uh, Matt will be happy to know one thing. What's that? I'm on episode four of Squid Games. Nice, finally. That show's fucking <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I've only been telling you that for fucking months. <laughs> I just finished the episode where they go on a fucking killing spree in the fucking uh, in the bunks. Oh yeah, yeah. That show's pretty cool, dude. Are you watching watch it that. dubbed or sub? I'm watching it dubbed, dude. I don't have the patience to fucking read all that. Dude, the dub is so good. It's so it never bad. matches. So I have the subtitles on during the dub, and the subtitles don't match with what they're saying. No, but it's the dub is so bad that it's good. Yeah, it's re- it's really good, and for being a show from South Korea, it's surprisingly like well produced. Like a yeah. lot of these shows you see from from these other countries, I don't feel like match the level of production that American shows have. Maybe in Britain they do, but not even then. But this show, like, it surprised me how well it's produced. Like, even da- down to the soundtrack. Like, the music that's playing. Like, it's really well produced. Have you watched it, Ish, JP? Su- Squid Games? No. no. I think no. my daughter did, but I didn't. It's pretty awesome, dude. Like, if you're looking for... And it doesn't take a lot to, like, get into it. Like, it's not really a head-scratcher, I would say. Um, well, I've yet to watch... Yeah, I'm too busy. Daredevil. I'm too busy watching She-Hulk, so... <laughs> you get too far you got a couple episodes into every show and you're like well where am i at now what i can't remember what i just watched because i'm watching six shows and i yeah. gotta finish one in my opinion but it's it's there's some there's good stuff out there to watch and good stuff to follow up with just finding the time to not lose interest after a couple episodes because the next she hulk came out and you want to watch leapfrog or watch yeah. the walk of fame whatever it may be that's the one thing about doing a podcast like this every week it's like I'm like, I don't want to watch this shit, but I have to watch this shit because I know people are going to want to talk about it. Yeah, Yeah, like Matt saying he's not going to go watch Black Adam. He's going to have to. I'm not going to watch Black Adam. Dude, you have to. Who do we need to fucking talk about this shit? I've got got two other I'll probably go see it out of obligation. So There you go. Um, The other one that I'm watching right now that's fucking awesome, and my wife's not as into it as I am, is Reboot on Hulu. You guys watch that? Mm-mm. Um, I've Never seen trailers for it, but I've not started watching it yet. It's basically I've seen the, I've with, seen the uh, prequel to that. Is it Keegan Michael Key? Is that his name from Jordan from Key and Peele? Yeah, it's him, Johnny Knoxville. Uh, Ju- uh, what's her name? Julie Greer. I think is her name. She's the redhead from Ant Man. She's another stuff too, and. Uh, and Redhead Paul Reiser, and yeah, she's she's uh, Scott Lang's ex-wife. Oh, you know, I think it's Julie. Isn't Greer. she in Meet the Parents? Yes, I think so. Isn't that the Paul Reiser's the in it as well, and the chick from My Crazy Ex-Girlfriend? And basically, it's a show. They're rebooting. They're doing like a gritty reboot of an old sitcom, like Step by Step or Full House, and it's behind the scenes. Of them shooting this reboot of this old sitcom, but more gritty, and it's hilarious. Johnny Knoxville, I, I love Johnny Knoxville. I'll watch anything with Johnny Knoxville. 
and uh it's cool to see him in a role that's not getting him kicked in the nuts every five seconds and thrown off a building and oh, everything Judy else Greer did you watch in, porn uh, with Johnny judy Greer. In development what'd you say would you watch porn with johnny knoxville you say you'd watch anything i probably watch porn, a porn with scene between johnny knoxville and little man did, we you, man I, mean, I would totally you, you watch, have to watch it johnny based knoxville. on your statement because you can't tell me with a man who's been beaten in the nuts that many times. You want to see if his, if his fucking, shit's deformed. Yes, exactly. You want to see if his works. quick and giggleberries are all fucked up or not. Like, <laughs> like if he has a nut with a dent in it. Yeah, like, damn, that thing looks like it got put through a meat grinder. Or, you know, especially when he's doing the cup stuff and he's like just taking shots to the nuts. It's just like. Come on, man. You just want to know. Like, probably ejaculates like glass shards that he ate five years ago. They it's probably painful when he worked his way dude. through his body. Dude, Matt, you I think you'd really like that show. It's really funny and it's like I like it a lot. And then did you watch Superbro yet, Matt? Dude, I can't watch that shit. That's terrible. It, it's terrible, but it's hysterical. I didn't. I don't know. I didn't think it's funny at all, man. It's terrible, it's but it's hysterical. It's like terribly produced. So, like, I don't know how to describe it. Like, it's just so really you laugh at how bad it is. That's that's how it's hysterical. Listen, I already no. got so much shit on my plate. I need She Hulk <laughs> to end before I could start anything else. All right, like yeah, one more episode, then you can. Yeah, then I can turn my attention to something else. Black but Adam. I don't know how to describe I don't Not know how to describe that show ish. It's like it's so I don't want to say it's bad, but I don't know. It's Australia's number one watch show. It's produced that in Australia. It right there. And it's two guys that play pretty much every role in the show. I don't know. It's just really funny. Like, and it's really easy to watch. It's like six episodes each season, two seasons. If like, you guys ever watched Mrs. Brown. Uh-uh. You look it up on on YouTube, Mrs. Brown. It's filmed in Ireland, and it's uh, one guy. There's a bunch of actors in it, but one guy plays the mom and another role in it. Uh, in it, but it is hilarious. I don't know if they make any more of them, but it's you know it's an overseas show. But I, I haven't laughed so hard at a comedy in a long time. It's called uh, one Mrs. Of the Brown. With the, this new streaming age, is that you get to watch a lot of shows that otherwise we probably wouldn't have never had access to like letter kenny being one of those shows like now i think i've seen i think i've seen this show it was on the bbc wasn't it isn't it yeah mrs brown's boys last episode was uh january 1st 2019 season five doesn't she like mrs brown's boys stick a like phone in her like pants and shit like there's an episode where she she eats something and has to use the restroom and it's quite hilarious and another episode where she uses what she thinks is a like a smelly spray on her nether regions and it's an actually a spray glue so it's just uh <laughs> it's hilarious <laughs> it is hilarious mrs brown's eye <laughs> that sounds like a porn to me but she better be careful there so if you look up the scene with mrs Mrs. Brown and the uh, and the glue, and at least watch that one. You'll 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 die laughing. It it was hilarious. 
Anything that has I after the word brown, I'd be very skeptical of Rish. <laughs> Just saying. You wouldn't watch brown Mrs. Eye, Brown's yeah. Eye? I do not want to watch Mrs. Brown Eye. Mrs. Brown's Eye. Well, you just you just watched six episodes of She-Hulk's brown eye, pooping on your face. I never I never saw her brown eye, thankfully. Pooping probably bad green, content, bad Marvel content onto your face. Well. I'm just saying. All over your face, neck, and chest, right? <laughs> all right, Ish, you spamming this bond stuff. So since you don't have a trek yes. segment, you want to talk bond? Well, it was uh, October 5th, so two days ago was legit the premiere of the movie Dr. No. So that's what 60 years ago spawned the greatest movie series of all time, 26 movies of the same character. No other series has ever achieved that. We should watch this with sound because it's super badass. I don't want to get copyright striked. No. No, Well, this whole thing is edited to the uh, Paul McCartney Live and Let Die song. Yeah, I definitely don't want to get copyright striked for Bond. Very cool. Sorry-ish. JP, how do you feel about James Bond? I've seen most of the 80s and 90s shows and probably uh, maybe one or two recent ones. I wasn't a huge fan, but I, I wouldn't uh, I would not watch it. There's no other reason than just wasn't my favorite, but always I always thought they were good movies and I watched them. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's some of the... People here know I'm I'm crazy about James Bond. Um, I'm doing my second reread of all the Ian Fleming novels. I've seen the movies I don't know how many times, and I'll just keep watching them over and over again. I mean, this shit's been around for sixty years. There's a reason why it's it's a worldwide phenomenon. Are we talking about Bond? We are. Sorry, I had to run to the restroom, dude. I couldn't hold it one second longer. <laughs> This this link I sent this link to Matt, and if you actually watch it with the sound and the song, it's like it's a really good fucking montage. This is the one they played at the Oscars. It, for me, watching Bond is like watching Godfather. It's a good show, but it takes a long time for the older movies to really catch on. It's a lot of dialogue and less action. The new ones are, you know, filled with action, and and that's, they're made for our generation. Yep. Then and the eighties and nineties I mean, ones they, were good too. Um, but they just got more, uh, more like Mission Impossible, in my opinion. Even though it he predates that, um, but still. Well, it's like the the Bond movies. It's like it's like a history of action movies. So the first like ten years of Bond, which is like the first six years, they literally set the standard. Every action movie that came out tried to copy the latest Bond movie. But as we moved into the seventies, then we started seeing kind of the reverse where Bond set the standard of how an action movie is made and then now began began to reflect the movies of its time the way like Live and Let Die is kind of a black exploitation film Moonraker they go into space because we had the Star Trek movie and we had Star Wars and then you see in the 80s it's a different kind of you know the the bigger set pieces and bringing in the big actors and then the 90s Pierce Brosnan and James Bond started reflecting the, how action movies were made in the 90s and then so on and so forth with Daniel Craig and then it's kind of like the Bourne movies the last one No Time to More Die gritty. Felt, felt like a John Wick movie so it's literally like a history book of action movies of, of how they've progressed through six decades. It's amazing. But it all started with Dr. No and at those times for those people like Goldfinger, Thunderball that was like the most action filled movie those people ever saw on the big screen. Thunderball the first 
underwater action scenes. And it's still adjusted for inflation. It's still one of the most viewed theatrical movies of all time. Yeah, it, it's wow. crazy, man, like how how it's been able to last. I mean, even the last movie, I know Ish wasn't a huge fan of the last one, right, Ish? No, no. Uh, even the last one, I mean, was everybody was going to see it. Like, it, still, they still have that draw to the cinema, you know? Absolutely, especially worldwide. I mean, mm-hmm. and a lot of it is like country, like obviously in the UK. The UK, you, at any given day in the UK, there's a movie theater playing a James Bond movie. But then, then you go out kind of like the British Empire, so like Canada, India, countries like that. James Bond is fucking crazy, massively popular. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see how they reboot it. Yeah, I hope they pick as far as the casting. I hope they go young. Because I don't want to have another scenario where you're only like four or five movies in, just kind of getting started into all the good stories, and the dude's already like pushing 60, and we got we to gotta switch him out. Yeah. So I hope they start really young with someone who can bust out. I mean, Roger Moore did seven movies. So I think the next person, their goal should be to do eight Bond movies. Daniel and Craig goal did come not to do a Bond movie at all. Daniel Craig did four did. or five? He did five. He did five. Roger Moore did seven. Sean Connery did six. Brosnan did what, two? Then Three. Brosnan did four. Three. Tim he did, four. did two. He did four, yeah. And then the one by with George Lazenby. That was just the one, right? But that I was a remember. totally different studio, right? Wasn't that a totally different nope. studio, that one? No, you're thinking of Never Say Never Again, which starts Sean Connery. And that was that, was, that was from a totally different studio. And that was a modern remake of Thunderball. Mm. The George Lazenby one was definitely in, in continuity. I only remember that's the one where Brosnan. that's the one where his wife gets murdered. Well, they had uh, like Die Another Day, right? Goldeneye, oh, yeah, yeah Goldeneye, right. Goldeneye, uh, World is Not Enough, Tomorrow Never Dies, and Die Another Day. Correct. Fucking Bond. Did you guys see my shirt that came in the mail that I drew? <laughs> Put your man tits a little closer to your camera there, Lance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like speaking of James Bond. That's pretty sweet. It's a green, green, lantern, green lantern. So Joe's Dooling asked a good question. For like for a Bond fanatic, for me, that's a good question. Barbara Broccoli. The Broccoli family has been making these Bond movies since the very first one, Dr. No. It's been everything about James Bond is in-house. Um, it wasn't until the Brosnan movies where they actually went to Hollywood directors and said, come direct the Bond movie. Up until then, it was everybody. You had to have already worked on a Bond movie to direct a Bond movie. So everything was in-house, run by the Broccolis. And Barbara Broccoli is, you know, she's getting pretty old. And the other producer, Michael G. Wilson, who's her husband, he's getting old. So it's like, once they're gone, who does this torch go to? Because it has been this this family affair. Now that Amazon has bought MGM, it could be a thing where Bond, the the ownership of the IP and and you know how the movies are made might end up going corporate, rather than staying with the the same production you know family it's always been around. So, right. Zaggy, we're just trying to give you a whole show, man. It's been a show, huh, Zaggy? Like, <laughs> oh, give you a whole show, buddy. She's only in her sixties, and she's been around since Doctor No. Well, no, that's it was her dad, Cubby. Oh, Broccoli. okay. 
So actually, on Doctor No, she was a little she was a little girl on the set of Doctor No, but now she's like literally taken over the family business. I think since like the Brosnan movies. That's awesome. Yeah, and she's the one that said it's going to be a while before we get a we get the next movie. Like it ain't happening in the next couple of years. Hmm. Which is crazy because Bond movies used to be like clockwork. At first, the Connery movies were one every year. Every year you got a James Bond movie. And then for like three decades, it was every two years. That was a beautiful thing. You only had to go one summer without a Bond movie. (laughs) Now it's like, fuck. Now it's like five, six years in between. And the actors like, you know, Walker, you know, by the time they make it. I think Chuck Norris should be the next Bond. Matt. Oh, boy. You should only get a Bond movie once a decade. Matt, why that's are you crazy, such a hater, Matt. Dude? You're talking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> they can give you nah, they can give you a Mission Impossible. You know who I'll give you Mission with? Impossible is like your appetizer, and then you get a Bond movie every 10 years. There wouldn't be Mission Impossible without James Bond. I know, but there I'm wouldn't just be saying, any of Fast and get... Furious. None of those movies would exist without James Bond. I, I think Marvel should take a note out of the James Bond handbook and maybe not release so much shit. Maybe get better shit. Yeah. I don't. They're pushing out too much. All right, buddy. Anything else? No, that's it for me. There was no Star Trek news that happened? Nope. Ish didn't get a segment no. this week. Well, yeah, he did. He got Bond. And he got hot dogs. And Matt acquiesced. No I, was, I, was, I kept like, we need to headline with Bond. And Matt was like, nah. And then Lance was yeah, like, I said, I said no, too. <laughs> you guys are, you guys are I'm okay talking about it for a couple minutes. Like, I like Bond as much as the next guy, but a whole show? Shit, yeah, I could go on for Dude, we could do hours of like ranking the Bond movies, ranking the oh villains, ranking the women, ranking the gadgets, ranking you the You should actors. just start a Bond show. You should just start a Bond show on the Absolute Geek Network. Just a Bond show? Every Bond, Bond movie would be in the trash for me. <laughs> Except Octopussy, because the name Pussy's in the title. Yeah, how so do you even make good, it through right? life with this attitude? <laughs> he hates everything. I'm not gonna go see Black Adam. I'm fuck, not. Fuck uh Andor. Fuck this. Fuck that. <laughs> but She Hulk, thumbs up. <laughs> Two thumbs up. <laughs> oh, that show is trash. Daredevil was cool though. Yep, they say you know, it's just like one do episode that. doesn't save the show. It's like no, no, I agree. You have ten, you have ten interactions with someone. And eight times they punch you in the face. One time they kick you in the nuts. And then the last time they shake your hand. And then because of the handshake, you're like, it was all amazing. No, no, the show's trash. But Daredevil was cool. It was cool seeing Daredevil again. At least made you interested in the last episode to see how it's yeah. going to finish out. Because I have had no clue. I've had an, an inkling of something, but it could have gone. It wouldn't. I wouldn't have cared. But now I care. I think it's going to be a Red Hulk tease. I hope Harrison Ford in the last scene. <laughs> I don't think no, so. <laughs> they've been saying they've been saying. It's I know Harrison they have, Ford. but I don't think it'll be Harrison gonna, Ford as the leader. Will be the leader. Okay. Yeah, it probably will be the leader. Yeah, because the leader's already been said he's going to be in what movie? Captain America. Uh, Captain America: yeah. New World Order. It's going to be the lead in for that. All right. I just see your I just see your mom's been raging in the comments about Bond. 
I know. Yeah. I stopped paying attention she's, to her. She's uh, she's. That's why I'm with you. Stand by your man. She's just trying to defend you. I really don't think she's that crazy about Bond. <laughs> no, she actually is. Not she like makes you dress up like Sean Connery. Like huh? anything I like. Uh, excuse me, who picked your child's name? That's true. She she named our child's middle name Felix after Felix Leiter. So, yeah. I guess there's no right. arguing. <laughs> you were you were dressed as Sean Connery the night Attila was conceived, weren't you, Ish? And you know what? Just because I look like Sean Connery, it was like instant conception. You just gave that Sean Connery (laughs) ring, and fucking that baby was there. Boom. (sighs) That's that's Ish's uh, superhero name, the Impregnator. Yeah, Yeah. that's his catchphrase. (laughs) Impregnator. (laughs) How do you want this shaken or stirred? When I left in the morning, I was all Timothy Dalton. At least you weren't George Lazenby. There you go. Hey, we should we should it's speculate on the first. <laughs> we should speculate on the first issue of the Impregnator. Oh God! They literally, oh dude, literally just had an entire fucking sex conversation with Bond characters. <laughs> I think that's a good what other cue. show do you get that on, man? <laughs> That's a cue. I could do this all day. <laughs> all right, Steve Rogers. You're right. Yeah, all right. exactly. <laughs> well, I think that's a good place to end this show because you can't get much better than that. But I'm So watch out, people, because it is out there banging your mom dressed as Sean Connery. So I'm the coming after your mom. Yeah. <laughs> Wearing Sean Connery's beach clothes. Coming to a theater near you. Yeah. A bedroom near you. Shorty short cherry cloth, baby. Oh, my God. I'm going to do one last plug for uh, Old Man Con 5, a.k.a. Scottsdale Comic Con, November 19th. Old Town Scottsdale. Details on our website. I'll try to run down there. Just one day, right? AKA 95. You were priced out of this con. It's not. I'll run down there just just being. Yeah, if you're looking at for like an AF 15 or something, it's going to cost you pretty penny. But there's going to be long boxes of stuff and could be some gap fillers for your run or just books you've been looking for. I was closer. I'd be there. (laughs) Yeah, right. That's a bit of a trek for you, buddy. Yeah. Ish and I still have not. You met would like it, JP, because it, it's it's at a Legion post, and the setup is there's a full bar. They serve food, so you burgers, whatever, but cocktails, beer, and then two steps over, and you're in a whole vendor room full of comic books. Oh, nice. So it's yeah, pretty. It's a pretty chill. It's a pretty chill event. No Hollywood BS, just comic books. That's why they call it yep, Old Man pretty. Con. Just a bunch of old men selling old comics. Hey man, just, if I don't just, end up going, if I don't end up going, you need to film it like you do your um, Ish's new reads. Yeah, super up close and shaky. <laughs> hey, it's not. Isn't that shaky? <laughs> no, I don't. Think well, it's hard so. to film when you got a beer in one hand and the camera in the other hand. Really <laughs> and the more beer, the shakier it gets. We'll just get you a steady cam. I gotta work on my shakiness. There was one. There was one. I'll be honest. There's one where it was real shaky, and I was like, 
fuck, I'm getting motion sickness just editing this video. <laughs> you're like, oh, the man been the, the one when I was like, I had full on flu symptoms and still trying to make the videos. He's like, and this week, the it's a new Superman. <laughs> <laughs> but. All right. Well, I hope you guys had a good show. Thank you, everyone, in the chat. As always, Joe's dueling, leftover Zaggy, your mom, Aaron, um, Cardi West, Patrick, uh, Eric Williamson. Uh, everyone just, you know, as always, chat is fire, fire, fire stuff. Make sure to check out Old Man Con. Make sure to check out Ish's videos. Um, on uh, the week, a new comics coming out. Uh, make sure to check out oh, go check out last week's hazards. episode of Saturday Night Special where we did an interview uh, with Chris Tex, the creator of Samurai Doggy, which was really really good. Um, yeah, and thank JP for joining us tonight. How'd you, did you have fun, JP? Was it everything you thought it was going to be? Yeah, it was awesome. I appreciate you guys bringing me on. So yeah, I you did great, it. man. You did great. Well, thanks. Appreciate it. He's like, I'm um, never coming back to this shit again. We <laughs> <laughs> just got earlier, that's all. But hey, it's, it's Friday night. What do we nerds do on Friday night? Yeah. Talking, talking about eating hot dogs and having sex as James Bond. Double characters. fisting hot dogs. We went as far as double fisting hot dogs. Oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> but it's quality yeah. content. Fuck yeah. Compared to Lord Shield, knows we're not like spending time with our wives on a Friday night. Yeah. But yeah, no, thanks for having some me. Time with your mom. Uh, get ready. Get ready, mom. Sean Connery is coming home. <laughs> yes. He's on his way. Double, he's double fisting hot dogs, but he's on his way. <laughs> but, all right. Well, thank everyone again. It's been a great episode. And um, we'll see you guys hopefully tomorrow night over on SNS. Otherwise, we'll see you guys next time. All you freaks and geeks Come all you freaks and geeks Let's listen to Absolute Geek Absolute Geek We'll go ahead and spread our cheeks Spread the cheeks And drink some Cosby wine We'll drink some Cosby wine It makes me feel real fine See you next time.